all just quickly had to think on the spot and work out a way that we can keep this as, as tight as we can um, without sort of getting away, away with the game. The club's going in the right direction. Uh, we're trying, we don't want to be down around the bottom, we want to be challenging in like, the top six. That gave me a bit of time to, to sort of think and made me realise that, you know, my future was going to be away from, from Houston. Yeah, I think Saturday is about us, but it's what we do, Dave. They've got a long travel down. Um, we are nowhere near far in yet, but it's going to come. I'm confident it's going to come. It's great to have Robert back in amongst it. It's Friday the 11th of December and welcome to another Rapper and Dicks Friday Fix podcast. Let's get the main man on. Come on down, Rappo! Ladies and gentlemen. Afternoon, Dicks. You're the main man, mate. I'm just a mere <laughs> assistant. <laughs> oh, assistant, right. Yeah. Can you make me a cup of tea, please? <laughs> yeah. I will next time you come around, mate. <laughs> anyway, what have you been up yeah. to? Yeah, yeah, had a few days off. Dick's back tomorrow night, mate. And um, yeah, for for four, mate. Tomorrow night, finished Tuesday morning, and yeah, I've even had a game of golf this week. Dick's a flipping rain, mate. It's shocking. You managed to get out, mate. Managed to get one in Wednesday, so. Uh... Oh, good. Just started to rain on the 17th, so we managed to uh, play yeah. through, so that was... Yeah, was decent okay. timing, mate, innit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would have been my mum's birthday today, mate, 11th of December. Ah. Lesser, mate. Yeah, Happy lesser, birthday, mate. Kitty. Yeah, I'll drop her a bunch of flowers up, mate. Bless her. Yeah. Pretty quiet, really, thanks. We uh, watched all the Champions League stuff, mate. Watched Man United get knocked out and everything, and... <laughs> Shane Bate, Paolo uh, Rossi, Dick, today, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's a legend. That. Yeah, that's Yeah, cool. yeah. Never forget his hat trick, mate, in the 82 World Cup against Brazil. Do you remember yeah. that one for Italy, mate? Yes, I, I do. Cause yeah. I think most yeah. of us probably wanted Brazil to win, didn't we? Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say that, mate. Yeah, I wanted Brazil. <laughs> I was gutted. They had hell of a side in 82, Dick, didn't they? They had like Zico, Adar, wasn't it? Socrates and all that lot, mate. Uh, Josemore and that. Should have won it, really, mate, but. But yeah, remember that Tordelli goal in the final, mate, for Italy against uh, against Germany, mate. You know the one where he sort of hit it in the corner and he turned away crying, mate. I suppose that's all it means to score in a World Cup final, digs, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Where was that final yeah. stage? Uh, Spain, that was, mate. Yeah, think. that's right. I, I was over there. I watched three World Cup games actually live. Oh, did you, mate? Yeah, all the. Oh, um, can you- what games did you watch? I to? watched Brazil against, well, it was then USSR. Oh, um, uh, yeah. In Seville, that was. Uh, yeah. And USSR against New Zealand and against Scotland. Oh, yeah. I think Scotland win that about 5 2, mate. Oh, crikey. I can't remember the score now. But, yeah. But, but, yeah, I think they. Because I remember Nery put Scotland 1 0 up against that Brazil team, mate, didn't he? In the first 20 minutes. I think he sort of toe poked one in the top corner. 
David Nery, I think. Oh, yeah. I think he played yeah. for Dundee. Yeah, and then um, it was like it was like poking a hornet's nest. It was <laughs> <laughs> Brazil just like fired him after that. Scored like three or four worldie. I think it's four one in the end, mate. But every goal was like a worldie, mate. You know, Zico, Adair, and poor old Alan Ruff, mate. Didn't know if it was Christmas or Easter, mate. <laughs> in goal. Well, the crazy but, uh, thing was that we just turned up on the day and yeah. got in. We paid, paid on the day. None of this, you know, getting tickets nah. online six months in advance, sort of thing. Uh, yeah. And then, and then only a selected few get them anyway. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we were able to turn up at the game and uh, pay Brilliant. and get your ticket and wait for kickoff. So it's incredible. So yeah, it is. Mate, isn't it? How times have changed, they do. Definitely. Just happened to be that our holiday was in Spain the same time yeah. as the World Cup. Ah. Super. What, a, what a coincidence. So Yeah, pretty <laughs> you, you did well there, mate, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so what have we got in the way of tidbits? We got any rapper? Yeah, just a couple this week. Do stats, I thought, mate, I thought I'd go for some stats, stats mate. Um right. as, well, say stats, mate. I mean, after waiting five weeks, mate, for the lockdown to end, I, I felt a bit sorry for some of our local Cornish footballers last weekend, Deeks, as the as the rain bucketed down, didn't it, on Friday? Yeah. And the and the well inevitably, and inevitably, mate, their matches were postponed, weren't they? And so I decided to take a look through through the league sticks to see which ones were affected most mm-hmm. last week, mate. Um well in the FA Vaz, mate, one of the two scheduled games were off. That was obviously at former sticks, wasn't it? Milbert played mm-hmm. and and went through. Well, in Milbert, but uh, in the Southwest Peninsula League West, mate, three of the nine games were postponed, and in the St Piran's League, mate, uh, there was three out of seven postponed in the West, and the East Division did a little better, mate. They had two out of seven fell victim to the adverse weather, mate. Uh, the combo really did came off worse with four of the seven games cancelled, so over half there, mate. Um, the East Cornwall Premier League had two of their seven games off, including their very own John Colenso St. Clair Dicks. Mm. Well, they had snow on the pitch on Friday, mate. Did you see it? Was yeah. it John's picture, mate? Yeah. yeah. Snow on the pitch on Friday and obviously water on Saturday, so <laughs> no chance of playing there with John's soggy corner, mate. And the, the Dutch. It league, was all mate, over, think, all over, apparently. It wasn't just the corner. No, yeah, John did say that, mate, didn't he, actually? Yeah, Yeah, I I can imagine, mate, you know, especially with all that snow, mate, on the, that's going to seep down through, mate, isn't it? And then a load of rain on top of that. Got no chance, I hear but, but uh, it did look nice, though, mate, didn't it? Quite picturesque in the snow, mate, didn't it? Very Christmassy, uh, I thought. That's right, mate, yeah, it was very nice, mate. Um, the, the Dutchy League, they say, were the day's winners, I think, mate, with, with only four of the, the 21 games across all all uh, three divisions, mate, victims of the rain. Only four out of 21 off. So, it, yeah, in the Premier, mate, there was two out of seven off. No games at all, mate. All seven played in Division 1. And um, and in, in Division 2, mate, there was two out of the seven uh, was cancelled. So, so yeah, a total of four games out of the schedule, 21 across three divisions. So, well done to Dutchy, mate. I think I think the West was it a bit harder as a Trelawney League. They, they saw seven of the supposed 19 games called off, mate. So, Ooh. quite a few, isn't it? One mm. out of four in the Premier off, mate. 
one out of three in Division One, two out of four in Division Two, two from three in Division Three, mate. But only one out of five in Division Four. So, so all in all, mate, out of the seventy-nine games, mate, scheduled for for last weekend, twenty-six were postponed, leaving fifty-three still on. So, in effect, mate, two thirds of the games were played. So. Well done to all the groundsmen and volunteers who worked hard to make sure the players had some football takes after being locked down for over a month, mate. Mm. I think there's probably more games staged than we expected, do you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I do think so. I think they've done really well to get two-thirds on out of seeing the weather we have, mate, don't you? That's on right. Friday and Saturday morning and stuff. So, yeah, so well done to all the volunteers, mate, you know, especially the groundsmen to, you know, feel sorry for all the footballers that have been twiddling their thumbs for five weeks, weeks and then get the call that it's cancelled, isn't it? It's a bit of a yeah. bit demoralising, isn't it? But and don't look too great this weekend either, mate, does it? But uh, but um and the attendance is big thought I'd have a look, mate, still at three hundred. I'm sure they will change, mate, um with good crowds well uh, and to, the figures basically, Dix, I'm trying to say, mate. I mean, obviously, it's this it's, I should explain myself, really, mate. <laughs> expect, expect everyone to know. I've just wrote it down here, mate. I know, because I've, <laughs> but to explain myself to everyone, mate. Um, yeah, the attendance is obviously still, still set 300, Dix, isn't they? So, so, um, I thought I'd have a look at the averages, mate, of, of the, of the top sides in the county, mate. And, but I thought obviously they'll change with good crowds anticipated over Christmas and New Year period, mate. We always get good crowds, don't we? Boxing Day, New, New Year and that. So, 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 so far, mate, this, this stop, well, it's a stop start season, really, Dick's, isn't it? So, so, uh, I thought I'd have a look before their Christmas attendances, uh, make a difference, mate. Um, and the highest league crowd of the season so far, mate, was at Liss scored on the opening night beaks against Bodmin. Mm. Uh, we, yeah, we were among that 300 capacity beaks, weren't we? Yeah. I, me- I remember standing up at the entrance with Phil, mate, weren't we? And Dane and Mass and all, mate, and they stopped people coming in, didn't they, about yeah. quarter past seven? Yeah. So, yeah, fair play to Liss scored, mate. But, but, yeah, that's still the biggest crowd of the season, mate. And, and the lowest... Uh, was at St. Dennis, mate. They drew just 36, mate, for one of their games. Yeah, just Pippin' Sticker, who had a 37, mate, one week. But, uh, unfortunately, mate. But but the top 10 crowd pillars so far, mate, I thought I did a top 10 for your So, 10th, mate, fourth 11, with an average gate of 107 at Gallipot. Uh, 9th, St. Blasey, with 110. Uh, is that sleeping giant being awoken, mate? <laughs> Do you think? I think. Uh, eighth, mate, Waybridge, doing well, mate. Yo, uh, Rowers Youngsters, mate, well worth a watch. At 113. Um, seventh, mate, I was quite surprised actually, mate. Fair play to Callington, mate, 115. Mm-hmm. Even though they're struggling a little bit, mate, and they Callington at the yeah. minute. Seventh, yeah, seventh best gate, average gate, mate. Sixth. League leaders Mosel, mate, drawing an average of 140 all the way down west there, mate, to, to watch that, uh, well, you know, that fantastic football there producing, mate. Ashley's producing, isn't he? So they got an average of 140 um, and 10 broken down cars, mate, at the end of the lane. <laughs> <laughs> Oi! Oh, oh, nah, mate, oh. I'm, only, I'm only joking, Seagulls. <laughs> no, um, and the top five leagues, fifth, fifth are Elston, mate, with 144. 
all that great work being done at Callaway Park, mate, from Paul and Mass, mate, didn't we, the other week? Still improvements going on down there, Deeks, and um, we're, we're on my two, mate. I've lost me. Elston. I've lost our oh, fifth or Elston, <laughs> mate. Um, I'll tell you what, mate, I haven't. I haven't even put his fourth here. Oh. <laughs> I've come to the top three, Dick. I've just come to the top three. Who was fourth? <laughs> Hold on, mate. I'm going to rattle me paper in a minute, mate. Fifth. Right. Fifth or Alston? Oh, I can't believe that, Dick. I've missed out who was fourth. I've come well, back to that. We mate. might be able to work it out if you tell us who the top yeah, three yeah, are. Well, yeah, the top three, mate. <laughs> I don't know what I've done there, mate. The, t- <laughs> the top three, mate. Salt Ash. 157, mate, at Kimberley, on average, mate, <clears throat> watching their superb football. Um, second, mate, Sparky's Young Guns at Sonusto, attracting 189 to Polter, mate, to watch their fantastic stop to the season. And obviously, Deeks in first place, Falmouth Town. Uh, Westies boys, mate, getting a superb 199 average gate at Bickland, mate. Mm. Um yeah, obviously the rebirth of the F troop, obviously helping those figures, mate, and and the brilliant atmosphere you see at Bickland again these days, Bigs. But can't believe I've left out the fourth team. Would it possibly be Bobmin? No, no, Bobmin were well down, mate. Oh. Well down, Bobmin. Right. Um, sorry, mate. Keep guessing. It's a, it's a quiz question for you, really, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I can't believe I've done that. Six miles off, fifth Houston. You said Saltash. Yeah, Saltash, mate. Uh, you sure you got numbers right? You just yeah, haven't... Four. Yeah, no, yeah, I went through it with a fine tooth comb. <laughs> I just can't believe... I just Nuki. can't believe I've... Yeah, Nuki, that was it, mate. Nuki, well done, Deeks. Yeah, under... what did... Uh, Houston had 144. It's pretty... Yeah, 145, mate, Nuki, yeah. 145 yeah. average gate. Just just beat Elston into fourth, they did, mate. Right. I remember that now, mate. Yeah, thanks, thanks mate. <laughs> I'm so, sorry, Luke. <laughs> One of the ex-teams as well, mate. <laughs> sorry, Luke. Yeah. I can't believe I must have been in that much of a rush, mate, right in it. Sorry, mate. I can't believe I've left Luke. But, yeah, 145, mate. Nuki in fourth. So, yeah, Elston fifth, mate. Nuki fourth. Saltash third. Sunoff's still second and former top, mate, at the minute. That's the top five average attendances at the minute, Dicks. Mm. Yeah. Where did Liscard come in that? Yeah, they were they were not far away, mate. They were just behind the top ten, mate. I think, actually, mate, I think them and Bobmin were on 106 each, I think. Right. Just behind Porth Levin, who were 10th for 107, mate, weren't they, so... Nothing in it, really, mate. You know, sort of. Yeah, Bobman and Liscard were just, just, uh, just off the top ten. So, <laughs> sorry, mate. I still can't believe I didn't write Newton down there, mate. Four, but got a list here, mate. And miss eight. It's like doing the top forty, mate, isn't it? And you miss eight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Arthur. Sorry, but uh, yeah. So that's the attendance things. But I expect they'll change, mate, one day with all the Christmas and New Year games. Oh, mate, wouldn't they say? Big crowds. Well, hopefully big crowds, mate. But have you been a bit disappointed, Deeks, with the crowds, mate, since uh, yeah, the return? Well, I have been, actually. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I, You know, everyone was crying out for the return of football, weren't they? But um, spectator-wise, I, I, you know, I thought the numbers yeah. had been a bit disappointing, really. Yeah, I agree, mate, yeah. Perhaps I, I mean, we watched Blazy. Yeah. yeah, I think the Blazy Saturday 
you know, game they won it, Blazes so Ash on Saturday, was it 125, was it, mate? Was it I'm a name? Not sure, to be honest, but... Um... Yeah, I think so, but yeah, uh, looking at them, though, mate, it's been a bit, you know, I thought with that sort of month's break, mate, I thought, I know the weather ain't great, Vix, is it, I suppose, but... um Mm. You know, cold and wet, mate. Anyway, I suppose at the minute, but but so uh, yeah, yeah. So been hopefully we'll see a few uh, good crowds over Christmas. So thanks for yeah. Yeah. Cornish football teams. And uh, just to finish with Dick's just um, well after all those stats, mate. I'll I'll finish with a. <clears throat> I don't know if you've seen this, Dick's. It's on BT, mate. It's, it's a really interesting documentary, mate, on BT Sport. Um, come out last night. Yes, mate. Could you see it? No. <laughs> oh, it's, it's good, mate. It's only about forty-five minutes, Dick. Um, if anyone, I think it's worth people to have a look because, I mean, it, it's sort of well, he rev, revolutionised football, mate, didn't he? But I mean, twenty-five years ago, now, mate. But it's all about Jean Marc Bosman, actually, mate. The the man who uh, changed football forever, really, Dick. For for the players, really, mate, giving them the power instead of the clubs, really, mate, virtually owning the players. Even after their contracts are run out, mate, you know, they still own their registrations and some players made it almost impossible to move. But, but he went, he went to the courts, mate, for five years. It's a sad story, really, mate. You know, it's with David Ginola, mate, you know, who sort of does all the interviewing with him, mate, went around with him for a while and, and, uh, you know, met the man behind the story. And it, and it's fair to say, mate, it, you know, that five year court battle cost him his own career really in the game and mm. also it sort of also drove him to alcoholism mate and you know and it's sad to think mate players are earning earning millions of pounds these days on contracts you know to, today because of him really mate and he's and he's sort of hardly recognised or acknowledged you know 25 years later really Dicks, and you know he's done a lot for the game really mate especially for the players so it is really interesting documentary that is well well worth a watch for forty five minutes weeks, definitely. Mm. If anyone's you know got a little spare, you know, they want to watch a bit of uh, a bit of footy fix, mate, that one's on B T Sport, mate. But yeah, what worth a look, Dick. So I felt sit you know, I felt sorry for the guy after, mate, you know, you know, sort of sacrificed his, his life almost really, mate, for for others and got nothing out of it really. You know, he lives in a little modest sort of out, house mate in Belgium there and you know I, I did feel sorry for the guy you know he looks he looks a bit worse for wear these days mate but uh, right. yeah but a really interesting uh, documentary Dicks uh, and that, just repeat what it was called again <clears throat> yeah it's, it's, it's just called Bosman mate yeah just it's called you know Bosman and it's all about Jean-Marc Bosman mate the yeah. man who changed football mate right yeah BT Sport well do you think Cam Weldon has changed much at Truro or not? Cam, mate. Hmm. He does a lot for Truro, mate, doesn't he? To be fair. Cam. <laughs> he does. I think Truro would miss him if he wasn't there, mate, don't you? Ooh. I think Cam, Cam does Where's a lot he going? for the club, mate. I don't know, mate. I don't know. I expect there'll be a few in for him, mate, <laughs> on the transfer oh, market. On the transfer market, yeah, that's right. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Right. He's a man. He's a sought-after man, mate, isn't he? Radios, mate, radios. Oh, he's on everything, isn't he? So, yeah, he is a popular guy, mate, isn't he? Yeah. Social media megastar, mate, isn't he? Shall we start, <laughs> shall we start our uh, going around the county with him this week, then? Yeah, yes, mate. Yeah. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's hear from uh, our true, true city man, Cam Weldon, and a good result in the FA Trophy last Saturday. 
Yeah, have a really good response, and it, Truro didn't look like a team who hadn't played in well over a month. It was a fantastic performance, and it didn't start well, as I'm sure you all would have told, conceded the early goal, but from then onwards, we managed to equalise within six seconds, and from there, we just pushed on, really, and uh, it was only ever really going to be one winner. Moneyfields, they battled hard. It was probably, well, they described it as one of their biggest games in their history, and you could see that. They played really well for 45 minutes, but I think, in the end, I think fitness might have played its toll a little bit, and Truro just almost, as soon as they got made it 2-1 in the second half through um, Tyler Harvey, I think it was almost just done and dusted, really. Rocky, Rocky and Ty both added two more, and uh, Kieran Hayes got on the score sheet as well so his first goal for the club so it was ultimately a, a really good day the conditions were absolutely horrendous so to and the pitch obviously wasn't the best due to the conditions massive credit to Moneyfields for getting it on but for us just to get we got the job done in the end and that was what we had to do and it, it wasn't a pretty game it's not something you'll look back on and think wow what a performance or what what result but um, in the end we did what we had to do and we made it through yeah it doesn't matter what the performance is like in a cup game though does it so uh, providing you win who have you got in the next round it's we're facing some old foes Dave I know you've commentated on a couple of uh, these encounters but it's a Concord Rangers away on a Tuesday night which oh no uh, yeah on a Tuesday night on a Tuesday night, yeah. So, <laughs> so the next the next round is on the fifteenth. So that's Tuesday. Uh, there's no game this. We haven't got a game on Saturday due to obviously the league being suspended. But we've got a game on the Tuesday night, which is an FA Trophy tie away at Concord. So I've no idea what time we're going to leave for that one, but I can imagine it's probably early morning on the on the Tuesday. And if I'm honest, probably get back at five a.m. six a.m. on the Wednesday. So a, a very very long journey for that one. But I think it's about. 12-hour round trip, so yeah. not for the faint-hearted, should we say, but it, it, we've played Concord a number of times, we know what they're about, um, we know they're going to be a, they're a decent side, and as, as I said earlier, we've seen them in the National South a couple of times as well, and it's, it will be a very difficult fixture, but it's a winnable game, like Concord, I don't think they've had the best start to the season, I think they're near, nearer the bottom of the National League South, so it's one of those that, we, it's a perfectly winnable game for us, Yes, they're higher opposition, but we, it's a winnable game. But I think the travel is going to be one hell of a journey. And I think, for me anyway, that's all I've been thinking about for the last two hours since the draw. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I, I, when I when I saw it's Concord, I thought, oh, crikey, that's a, a long trip. But I didn't realise it was midweek. Yeah, so it's, it's bizarre, actually. That obviously, that's the midweek game. And if we make it through, the third round is on the Saturday, the 19th. So it's really, the FA aren't messing around. They're doing a really quick turnaround. So they've, they've done the third round draw as well. So if we do make it past Concord, we're on the road yet again. Not really a surprise. It's true I don't get home games in cup competitions. But um, we've we've drawn either, if we beat Concord, it's either Oxford City or Welling United away. So uh, Oxford City, Ben Gehring's currently playing for him. I thought yeah. captain for us. So a slight link. But it's, got, it's one of those that's going to be a... If we make it past Concord, I'd, oh, we, well, it's a hell of a journey. It's going to be quite a knackering trip for all of the lads. And the fact it's such a quick turnaround to be on the bus again on the Saturday is um, <laughs> it's almost, well, it's an awful draw, really. It's probably the worst we could have asked for. But um, again, Oxford and Welling are clubs we know well. We've been there before. We know we know what to expect. So on that aspect of it, we, we know exactly what we're looking at and we know what to expect of the grounds, the pitches. But it's not a completely non-entity that we've never heard of. But it's just the travelling is just ludicrous really. yeah. it's laughable what what can you do well it, it's laughable in the sense that it all seems strange why they're cramming the games in when actually they haven't even played last year's final yet have they 
No, exactly. So um, I actually got a text off the Taunton media man. He was he made a laugh at me going, he was going, you could actually knock out Concord of this season's competition before they even finish the last, because I think they've made it to the final. Oh, have they? Um, oh, the right. Yeah, last year's <laughs> final. So it's crazy, isn't it? It's, it really is. It's, um, but I, I don't really know why they're... And for Southern League clubs like us, it's, it's obviously it's great because it means we can focus on competitive football rather than... We don't have to, like, realistically, the last thing we want to do is try and play friendlies against clubs. And because mm-hmm. ultimately, as you said, we know from Southwest Peninsula League games, they've all got games going ahead as it is. So yeah. who are we going to play in a friendly? We've maybe Tiverton, but that's a league fixture again. So we don't, it's, um, it's not easy to try and get friendlies in. But so for us at the, mo- at the moment, it's quite nice to have some competitive fixes. It's just a shame that they're, um, on the other side of the country. Yeah, no, and you you were there talking about friendlies for the moment because obviously we still don't know yet when the Southern League are going to restart, do we? No, it is, it's it's just all up in the air, really. I think they released a statement last week that wasn't really helpful to any of us. It didn't really reveal anything. It just almost pushed back with the inevitable for another two weeks, which didn't really help at all. But I think they're going to meet on the 16th to discuss... Um, the possibility of starting up again but to be honest Dave I can't see them starting up until January now um, mm. the, I think they're reassessing the tiers on the 16th and I'm looking at that thinking I don't. I was talking to a fan at the Wadebridge game last night and I was, I was saying is it really going to change anything the tier, uh, tier clock look Tiers aren't suddenly going. You're not, you're not going to be in London and go. Oh, we're going to go from tier three straight up to tier one. Mm. It's not going to happen. The only thing that's going to happen is probably places like Devon, maybe Cornwall drop to tier two, tier three. That's that's the only thing that can happen. And then clubs aren't going to want to start again. So it is. If I'm honest, I can't see anything happening now until um, January. But I've been proven wrong before. I, I was expecting them to release a, a proper statement on the 16th, which they didn't. So, um, <laughs> sorry on the whenever it was last week. So it is it is what it is. It's very frustrating, but um, it's the powers that be, and we can't really do anything else about it. But I know Jack Richards and Paul Watton have slammed the, um, the Southern League over the dealings with it because it has been really really poor. Mm. Um, but as I said, we're almost in limbo a little bit. We we wanted to start up again, as you'd expect. We're in tier one. We've and but we went to a tier two club at Moneyfields on the weekend, and we saw that they handled it superbly well. The socially distancing and everything, they've done it so so well. And it just goes to show that if you are in tier two, you can easily cope with fans and deal with the social distancing aspect of it. So if clubs are worried about that, it just seems a little bit. Um, well, it, there's just nothing to worry about. And realistically, like, is in terms of socially distancing, you can easily socially distance 300 people at a football ground, especially at the grounds at this level. Mm. Um, so it is a shame that we can't kick off. But ultimately, safety comes first. And if they think it's not safe to start up, then we can't start. So, mm. but it's it's bizarre. And I think for Truro, we've just got to keep going as what we're doing in the trophy, and hopefully go on as long as possible. But and hope that the league starts up again in January, like George Tucker's gone off to Falmouth on loan. Um, that's good for him so he can get a few minutes in his legs um, and realistically um, he, rather him playing for the month rather than either sitting on the bench or just not playing at all if, say if we get knocked out on Tuesday we won't have any games so um, I think that's a really good opportunity for him to get some not only minutes but just play some football which is good um, I'm sure a lot of the lads would just rather play some football but ultimately <laughs> that's not the case so it's frustrating it's just frustrating Dave that's, at the end of the day that's all it is Right okay well all we can say, Cam, is enjoy your trip to Concord, uh, Canvey Island, and uh, we'll find out all about it next week. Well, cheers, Dave. All I can say is I will, I'll, if you better not be ringing me at uh, 9 o'clock on the Wednesday morning. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> your Cornish, Cornish Soccer, Soccer Podcast. Podcast.
Yeah, good win for City. Dukes after giving Manny Fields a, a goal start, basically, mate, won it, really. Yeah. But um, I thought the nice thing to see, Dukes, was good Good to see all three strikers getting on the score sheet, mate. Love, love that, mate. Love that. I mean, good to have your strikers confident and on form, mate, isn't it? And in the goals. Mm. So, uh, but uh, not the best away trip midweek in the next round, really. It's oh, that's much... crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's it mental. Isn't it? It's not much of a reward, is it, mate, for <laughs> winning? <laughs> I mean, although although Concord are not flying at the moment, Dick. <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's a hell of a trip, though, isn't it? Like, like Cam said, mate, he'd be getting home five o'clock in the morning, mate, wouldn't he? Well, mid- midweek, I, I just don't yeah. understand what the FA are like at times. You know, uh, some of the stuff they it? come out with is crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So, And then, and then yeah. you know, the, the midweek travelling, and then they got the next round the following Saturday. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know, mate. Ridiculous, mate, isn't it? It is. Absolutely ridiculous. But, yeah, makes you wonder, mate, doesn't it, who's running? He's running these. Like the, lucky, mate. We're lucky to have Phil, mate, aren't we? <laughs> running our, running yeah, our top even, league, Even mate. he's tied, though, isn't he, to, to a large yeah. extent, because it's part of the National League system. And That's right, yeah. Stuff that, you know, they have to put up with is, is crazy as well. But it's non-league football. At the end of the day, these guys, you know, some yeah. of them have got proper jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Imagine, imagine getting over half-five things, you probably got time for a coffee and then you're off to work <laughs> yeah, aren't you? that's right you you wouldn't go bad would you, if you and got you leave early the day before as well yeah that's it yeah you need half a day off the day before and then well you probably need More half a day that. off the day after that yeah 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 well exactly mate yeah you're going to leave dinner time at the earliest didn't you yeah on the on the match day so yeah i don't know mate i know these guys are you know at that level well well rewarded and that mate but they're earning every penny, Diggs, aren't they, really? Well, trip like to be honest. They certainly are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, of course, we don't really know what is happening with the Southern League, do we? No, it don't sound great, mate, does it? You know, like Cam was mentioning, Diggs, on in his interview, done, can't see a lot happening, can you, mate, before January, really, Diggs, can you? And you wonder, you know, you wonder then, mate, don't you, what, what Boris is going to come out with next, like, don't you, after... <laughs> After giving us a bit of Christmas and New Year grace, mate, you know, you wonder what they're going to come out with in the New Year, Diggs, don't you, really? Yeah, but the other thing with that is that, again, it's not just the Southern League, is it? Because they are combining with the Isthmian yeah. League and the Northern Premier. And yeah. obviously, you know, around the country, the situation's different, isn't it? If you fancy having your post-match thoughts on the Friday Fix podcast... All you have to do is send your recording into us to the usual email address, Dave Deacon at CornishSoccer.info. Okay, let's have a chat with John Colenso, see if um, we can make any sense out of what's happening yeah. in, uh, in, uh, in the RRL East Corner Premier League. As football returned last Saturday, some results to talk about. Yes, got more football in than we thought. Um, we unfortunately fell foul to the weather with our pitch, uh, our local derby against Lou, and Roach fell foul against St Newland East. The referee called that one off. Um, so the only benefit for us was we got there quickly and called it off first, so we didn't have to pay a referee to do it. So, yeah, oh, right. So what, what, what's the actual rules then about calling a game off in the East Corner Premier? Um, 
common sense, really, Dave. It's, it's a case of, if you can see that it's clearly not going to be on or it's a danger to players, then you can call it off. If you can get a referee, a local referee, to look, then happy days. If you can't, then it's just got to be down to your own common sense. Um, but I think in the case of Roach, they probably thought it was so touch and go. They wanted the referee when he turned up for the game to make a decision. Uh, right. um, but I think you still got to pay the ref yeah. a as such if you get him to call it off so yeah ours, ours was just not it was too dangerous in that in the one area so we, we decided to call it off it's not that soggy corner again is it it was a whole bottom end day to be fair it was covered <laughs> in snow all day Friday um, I put a, few, I've put a few pictures on Facebook and Instagram you just you wouldn't believe it it was just covered in snow it was a light covering of snow on it and obviously that's got to go somewhere when it melts and it? it just mm. doesn't disappear so yeah it was never looking good Friday um, but I gave it the benefit of the doubt and it was still like sort of frosty stuff on top so yeah by the time that melted it just made a right mess <laughs> right okay but nevertheless as you say there were games played six matches in total in your league and uh, yep. well um, what game are you going to start with uh, there's a couple of goals scored at Tot Hill, uh, Mount Gould 16. <laughs> a couple of goals, yes. A couple of goals, yeah, which was a, a, a nice fitting day for their, um, they, they had a memorial bench and everything for the family of the gent that died, didn't they? So they put on a good display in the afternoon of football for him, so mm. it worked out well for them. Um, 16 goals in total. Mm. Uh, James Fuller got one, Bailey Gamble got one, Dane Hewings got three. Fabian Johnson Ewers scored, David Moore scored two, Chris Wright scored four, Bailey Mabin from the bench got a hat trick, mm. and Molly Gibson scored one. Right. Sharing on quite a bit then, didn't it? Yeah, not a goal in sight for Danny Brooke. No, that's true. Was he, he playing? Play. He was playing, yeah. Yeah. He mm. must have been feeling generous, let everyone else have a goal this <laughs> yeah. week. He had sixteen assists instead. Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and then, yeah, next game was a good game by the sound of it. St. Blasey beating Foxhole at Foxhole. And I see Foxhole had a St. Austell player to help them out as well. So it's a good win for St. Blasey. Yeah, but one player doesn't make any difference, though, do No, and sometimes that's right. And sometimes it can upset you what you're doing, can't it, as yeah, well? Yeah. So they've got Chris Kilby in, who's a, obviously a good player, but uh, didn't make any difference on the day. It's handy when that one player coming in is a striker. It does it does help yeah. the chances of uh, yeah. of that player making some difference. But um, yeah, but, not mm. in this case. No, basically getting the two goals. Uh, ben Lawrence and Ollie Swiggs scoring their goals. So well, that's a good win for them. I would say at Foxhall takes them up the league a little bit. We meet them this Saturday, so it'll be interesting to see what Blazy are like now. Um, next game then was Padstow. I think I predicted this one. Padstow beat Marjon. Um, Padstow obviously lying lower half of the table and Marjon were in third at the time but like I said it's not always easy for Marjon to travel around onto grass pitches I suppose once they get used to their Astro mm -hmm. um, St Dominic had a good win against Varian 4-1 uh, with uh, Ben Jeffrey scoring two, Kieran Prescott and our old favourite Kieran Royal getting one mm -hmm. and as of yet Varian haven't put their team sheet or goal scorer on full time so I can't tell you much about their side isn't there a time limit or something I thought so yeah it'd be nice to have it on by <laughs> evening really is but, your machine um, working okay well <laughs> it seems to be my end yeah I don't know what uh, variance is working quite so well but yeah um, and then oh St Stephen had a big win didn't it as well 11-1 against Nuki Reserves mm. 
Um, I was I didn't really predict it being that one-sided. To be fair, Jay Davy scored. Aidan Le Missourier scored. Courtney Rose scored. Cam Biggood got a hat trick from the bench. Stuart Kesson Smith got a goal, and Craig Code casually came on as a sub and scored four, and then subbed himself back off. <laughs> Just that. He's obviously in semi-retirement, but still fancies a goal or two. I was going to say, he wanted to rack up his goals a little bit. Yeah, and I don't know if anyone's seen on the football forum, he's um, also done a little write-up. He says somebody else has done it, but I don't know how true that is. <laughs> um, and it says, from start to finish, the Saints dominated the game and wanted to put in a big scoreline for the St. Austell voice. The Saints did everything right in the first half, but scored more than one goal. So it's half-time 1-0. Early in the second half, the Saints were determined to put the game to bed and soon made it 2-0. After the second goal, saw many substitutes being entered into the game, including none other than Craig Code. It took the Saints' all-time leading goalscorer no longer than eight minutes to fully put the game to bed as he scored four in eight minutes to make it 6-0. A lapse in concentration from the Saints' defenders saw Nuki pull one back, but from there the game got out of control and the Saints went on scoring nearly every attack. After being involved in one more goal, Craig Code subbed himself back to the bench. Great game to watch. Man of the match, Craig Code. I think he <laughs> the name. <laughs> so, well, dude, four goals in eight minutes is pretty impressive stuff. It's not bad. It's not bad. You know, player manager comes on, scores four goals, and then just goes and sits back down again. So, yeah, quite, quite a casual Saturday for Craig. Well done, mate. Yeah. And actually, going back to you, you mentioning... Um, Foxhall using Chris Kilby. Well, interesting, you mentioned there Cam Bidgood is one of the goal scorers for uh, St. Stephen. And yes, he's also, yeah. well, I think he's top scorer at St. Allstore at the moment. So, uh, he is, yeah. So yeah. they're um, obviously looking for game time when their game's yeah. off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, and then on to this Saturday, hopefully the weather improves because I'm getting fed up of listening to rain coming down all the time. We've <laughs> got uh, Lou against Mount Gould. Padstow Tour Point, St Blazy against St Clear. We're hoping that pitch is sorted by Paul before we get there because apparently he was in a right mess after last Saturday. Who told you uh, that? Um, we were, there was a couple of people went to watch from our reserve team, I believe. And said well, the if they think it's a right mess, I'd like to see a, a an unplayable game a pitch because I thought it was being pretty good, Nick. Oh well, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? oh, that's all right then. Good. Maybe they're just winding me up. Definitely playable. No, good. Oh, ideal. Mind you, it's only the reserves, so they might not, you know, do much during the week. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, Paul will do his best for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what do I get to? So, Blazy St. Clear, and then St. Mimva Roach, uh, St. Newlin East have got St. Stephen. That'll be a good game. Um, St. Teth against St. Dom, and Varian against Foxhall. Mm. I think we worked out that Newquay and Plymouth Marjorie miss out this week because they've yeah. obviously played together already. Yeah. You have to feel sorry a little bit for St. Teth because they had a toughie last Saturday uh, uh, away to Mount Gold. This week they got yeah. St. Dominic and uh, St. Dominic yeah, seem to be coming into form now, don't they? So Yeah, tough run of fixtures really, isn't it? For them yeah. before Christmas and then we're going to break up for Christmas and go at it again after Christmas. So, yeah, hopefully their fortune turns around for them. But I've I got a feeling... Your game of the day might be the same as what I would choose, but um, do you want to say yours? St. Newland East, St. Stephen, I think. Yeah. Just out then, it sort of made me think twice. Yeah, it's, it's probably that game is going to be a, a close affair, I would have said. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And it's interesting, you look at the league table, because you think, oh, blimey, you know, there's a few teams 
you know, quite low down position-wise. Yeah. Both of those two, they've only actually lost twice this season. Yeah. And uh, so they're still pretty... Well, I, I think, to be fair, it's a hunt almost for second place, isn't it? Because Mount Gold, surely you're not going to give this one away. But, um, yeah, with goal difference of 71 already after 11 games, they're not doing too bad, are they? Yeah, that's right. So there's a lot of teams still in the race for second place, at least, if not first. Yeah, I mean, it's you look at the... I mean, really, Dave, if you look at the fixtures, some teams have only played six. Mount Gould and Marjorie have played 11. You know, they're nearly double the amount of games ahead. So it's it, it's going to change massively. I know a lot, a lot of the time you can say at Christmas the league sort of settled itself down and you can see who's going to end up where, but our league at the minute could be all over the place. I mean, for instance, if we won our sort of two or three games in hand, I think we go some like third, you know, so mm. it's... And at the moment, we're ninth. So it's really topsy-turvy at the minute. Yeah, that's yeah. right. OK, right. So I think that's pretty much it, then. Yeah, lovely. Thank you, Dave. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Right, well, you heard, heard John's uh, score there. Matt Gold, 16 yeah. against the Teth Rapper. I know, Deke's is... It's a bit ominous, mate, isn't it, for the rest of the league, to be honest, mate, isn't it? You know, c- celebrating their new bench, mate, with a 16-0. But, uh, and Danny Brook, mate, didn't get one of them. No, I know. Well, I'd, I'd retired, Dave, so <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't have handled that, mate. I'd have been fuming. I don't know if Danny was doing you know, a played at the back for a laugh or something, but, yeah, 16-0, mate, and not, not get one. <laughs> yeah, I'd chuck my boots over the edge. Yeah, but... But well done to Craig Code as well, Dixon Stephen, player manager, mate. Four goals in eight minutes, is it? Yeah, that's right. That's quite yeah. an achievement, isn't it, actually? I think it John is. was um, a little bit um, tongue-in-cheek about it, but, I mean, yeah. but John was a defender, wasn't he, I suppose? So, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's, he won't be happy, mate, will he? Any no. striker getting four in eight minutes, mate, but... I know we had 40, didn't we, on the other week, getting that quick hat trick, didn't we? And yeah. But uh, but four and eight minutes, mate, that's, you know, great strike rate, mate. And I'm not sure he's right in the forum report, so Dick, see you? <laughs> and Craig, mate, I don't think he, he's man of the match every game, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he come off, the, come off the bench, scored four, and then went off again, mate, didn't he? Yeah. Got to get man of the match. So, yeah, I'm not sure he's right in that, mate. I'm sure he's uh, more modest than that, mate, but... But no, it's, yeah, it's looking pretty, you know, Mount Gould are running away with it this year, mate, and they? I know I know John's boys beat them, didn't they, last year and that, mate, but you can't even see them, you can't, you can't see them losing the game this season, Deeks, can you? No, not, well, not at the moment, that's for sure. I just no. flipped through the fixtures coming up and I don't think yeah. they've really got a difficult game for about six or seven matches. Um, that'll be <sighs> through to the end of February almost, so... Uh, could be wrapped up by then, mate, can it? <laughs> well, it's going to be well <laughs> on the way, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. So come on, yeah. East Cornwall Premier Clubs, beat them. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> Make that, a league of be, it. That's it, mate, yeah. That'll be a story, mate, if someone beats them, wouldn't it, mate? Well, that'll be a story. We'll be at the moment, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix podcast. Just go to your favourite podcast platform and search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football.
And also, if you want to listen back to any previous podcasts of Cornish Soccer, they are all available at anchor.fm slash Cornish Soccer. Thank you. Right then, Rappo. So, some interesting results last Saturday in the Supreme cool. League. Scuffle yeah, your paper it? as much as you like. I know, mate. Yeah. Well, pretty incredible things, <clears throat> really. Incredible day, mate, on the on the restart, mate, of the St. Perrins League. So, I mean, there was only one team left in each division that were unbeaten at uh, half past two, mate, at the kickoff. And, and after Saturday, mate, there's no one without a loss now, mate. As both teams suffered defeat, Dick. So, so uh, I mean, I'll start with the four games in the West Division, Dick. Uh, and at Oxham Park, obviously, were Lugan, who were the only team left in either division with a 100% record, Dick, going into Saturday. Uh, winning all seven of their games so far, pretty impressively as well, I may add. But they found themselves 4-0 down, mate, at home to Penryn after just 20 minutes. So, yeah, yeah, after conceding, I think they've only conceded three all season, mate. Or is it four? <laughs> and they were four nil down after 20 minutes. So I'm not quite sure what happened, mate. Mm. Obviously, not being able to watch Penrith at the minute, working and that, mate. But, but they did improve, mate, you know, after the break, but still ended up on the end of a, a 6-1 defeat, mate, to a resurgent Penrith, mate, who, uh, you know, by the looks of it, mate, got quite a few of the injured players back now, mate. So, Hopefully they'll see, you know, well, uh, well, resurgent, I think's the word, Dix. You know, hopefully Penryn will, you know, kick on. I mean, they were top, obviously, last season before the null in void, Dix, and not started this season very well. But, but it looks like they, tri- you know, showed their true selves on Saturday, mate, at Oxen Park to, to beat a good Luggan team. Um, but, yeah, Luggan did improve after the break, mate, but it was a 6-1 in the end. And Penryn scored through a Jake Shaw brace, mate, Ryan Reeve. Tom Manier, he played, mate. He got borrowed for the day. Tom Manier, Tom Manier, mate, plays for Penrim and he ain't got a game date, does he? So that was his first yeah, game Tom. of the season. Was it really, mate? Yeah. Has Tom not played? No. And he played for Falmouth. Is uh, he not a game for? First game for Penrim this season. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was. Yeah, for Penrim. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, mate. I thought you meant for season. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was, mate. It, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't been, been available, is it? Only because of former... Well, that's because he plays for a Southwest Peninsula side. Exactly, That's mate. why he's not exactly. been available. I mean, we had John no. Colenso going on about ringers in the East <laughs> Common Premier. Well, yeah. Yeah, we got the same here, haven't we? It happens, Dix, doesn't it? <laughs> it happens, mate. Dual registration, I like to call it, ah, mate. Ah, right, OK. Dual <laughs> but, registration. No, yeah. yeah, obviously, Tom's main club, mate, Falmouth Town, but they had that um, Vaz game, didn't they, mate, called off, so Tom... Tom played with his mates at Penryn and scored, mate. And uh, James Daniel and Morgan Vejo, mate, scored the other goals, mate. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's the pronunciation, mate. V-A-L-L-E-J-O, Dix, what would you mm-hmm. say, mate? Morgan Vejo, that's a good player, apparently, mate. But And the Luggins' consolation was scored by sub Ben Geary, mate. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a, well, you know. Not so much a shock because I know a good Penrin are on the day, mate, but you could say that was a bit of a shock result on Saturday, Dix, couldn't you? Really? Mm-hmm. But, um, but uh, you know, you watched like and play the other week, Dix, didn't you, against Sports Level? I think they won 6 0 that day, didn't they? Yeah, I think but, it was, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Before the lockdown. But, 
Yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, didn't expect that school, mate, when I heard it come through. But but so, but but it's Mosul, mate, that stay in top spot, mate, with a fine one nil win at St. Day, uh, scoring through summer signing from Pendine, mate, Alex Ralph. So uh, Alex is finding his feet now with the Seagulls after the sort of goalless start, mate. I think he's scoring most games now, so well done to him. Ale moved into the top six with a. 3-1 win over Falmouth, mate, at Jurassic Park. Kyle Hampton, David Mitchell and sub Cameron Irish, mate, scoring for the Greens. With Towns, Reggie May, mate, replying after his recent transfer from Penryn. I was going to say, so I thought good. he was a Penryn player. Yeah, good player, Reggie, mate. You know, obviously Russell plays, mate, for Penryn as well. Captain Russell, mate, at the back, great player. But, uh, but yeah, Reggie... Decided to make the switch, mate. So mm-hmm. up the road to Falmouth, mate, and scored. So good luck to Reggie, mate. Good lad and a good, good player, Dick. So once well, the noise and Mully and mate cancel each other out by the sounds of it, Dick. So the Sultans, I mean, two strong teams, uh, Dick, really this season. St. Ives and Mully and two great squads. But but uh, neither of them could find the net, mate, in a goalless draw. Nil nil. Don't get many of them, Dick, there. So, mm-hmm. so uh, tough old game by the sounds of it. Um, there, there was five fixes in the East, mate, uh, and and leaders and and unbeaten. Bude also lost a, a record, mate. You know, losing two one to fourth place in Austell at Polter. Zach O'Connor, mate, netted the winner for the Saints, mate. After Bude were reduced to ten men, um, so. Well done to St. Austin, mate. Great result. Bude still top though. Dick Polpero, mate, leapfrog Lumpson into second by beating them 3-0 at Penny Gillen, mate, with an impressive display, mate. You know, Cameron Patterson notched along with two substitutes on the day, Deeks, Anthony Harmon and Rob Spencer, mate, the experienced Rob Spencer. Um, Salt Ash United moved up to fifth with a emphatic 7-1 victory over Land Rest. Good news for the visitors, Deeks, was player manager Callum McGee was back, mate returning from his broken ankle. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think he got it pre-season, Deeks, didn't he, that broken ankle at the start of the season? So it was his first game back, mate. He's obviously player-manager of Landreth, you know, mate. You know his dad, Dave, well, mate. Mm-hmm. Old mate of mine, mate, ex-Brentford and that, mate. Uh, Dave, mate, great bloke. But, but yeah, come back from his broken ankle, mate, and that was the only good news, really. <laughs> they scored through. <laughs> they scored through Ryan and Oxley, Deeks. But, but the rest, mate, was uh, well, the day to forget, really. Assault Ash scored through. Like Jason King, mate, was a man on form. He had four goals on the day with Craig Brenton netting twice and Tom Bullock, mate. So, uh, so I know his mum, Sandra. Quite well, mate. <laughs> 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 Wish I did. Wish I did. Nah. <laughs> nah, well done, Tom. But um, to a point, mate, moved into the top six, mate, with a 4-2 win over Sticker at the mill. Uh, Henry Bunnings, two goals, took him to 14 for the season, mate. He's obviously way behind uh, Billy Upcroft, the Butte, mate, but, but in everyone, mate. But uh, Henry's gone into second, mate, so uh, 14 for the season. Ryan Easterbrook and Dan Tate completed the scoring. Harry Boardman and Adam Solomon, mate, for sticker. Do you remember uh, Jerry Solomon, Deeks? Yeah. Yeah, that's his son, Adam, oh, mate. <clears throat> yeah, he's a full-back, though. He's a left-back, actually, mm. Adam. So I think he can play midfield, but obviously not a goal scorer like his dad, mate. He, Jerry knew where the net was, mate, didn't he? Mm. And, but, yeah, Adam Adam Solomon, mate, scored for sticker. Um 
So Ashborough, mate, we're, we're a goal down at half time at home to Morwinstow, mate, but came back to win a, a thriller, mate, 4 3 at the Salt Mill Park 3G surface, mate, despite having Alistair Greenside's red corded, mate, 10 men, and they still went on to win. So, um, sub Will Hine, uh, Joe Priest, an own goal, and Josh Angel Craven, mate, very, very apt at Christmas, I thought, mate. Josh Angel Craven. Um, I won't say he's a relation to John or anything, mate. I won't, uh, remember John Craven, mate? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that Blue Peter? Blue Peter, yeah. Yeah, that's it, mate. <laughs> the younger uh, listeners won't remember him, mate, will they? But, uh, but uh, yeah, they, they scored for Burr, mate, with, with Gavin Carter netting a brace, mate, his eighth and ninth of the season from Warrenstow and sub Matt Carter, mate, uh, replying in vain, mate. They went down 4-3. I just rattled my paper a minute, Dick. So, teams of the week, mate, well, it's, it's got to be the two sides that ended the last two teams on beaten records, I think, mate. You know, in in the East, Paul Parrow's 3-0 win at Lonesome was, was an excellent result, mate. You know, second v third at kickoff. So, they swapped places after Paul Parrow's excellent 3-0 win. But... But uh, but got to go for some Austell two one win mate over top of the table Bude mate at Polter, um, and in the West mate great win for Mauser I thought at the Vogue the uh, beat St Day mate and to stop them scoring they were on a five game winning streak as well mate St Day before the lockdown so and uh, and a great result one nil to stay top of the league mate so it was a good day for them as well as second place to Lugan. You know, those seven straight victories were the league sort of favourites, mate, I think everyone thought. But uh, but they were thrashed at home by Penryn, mate, 6-1, which has got to give them this week's team of the week in the West, I think, Dick. So, so uh, two teams of the week, mate, Sonusto in the East, Penryn in the West, Dick. OK. And games coming up on yeah. Saturday? <clears throat> yeah, I've just picked one in each division, Dick. Nothing sort of really jumps right out off the page at here, mate. But there is a couple. Um, I think in the East, mate, St Morgan v Salt Ash United, probably the game to watch, mate. I think that could be decent. Uh, Travarian, mate. And uh, and I think the game of the day in the West, mate, for me, has got to be Penryn v St Day, mate. Well, I watched them draw, mate, five all after extra time in the Senior Cup earlier in the season peaks and, and if there's anything like that mate it'd be well worth a watch mate but it's always a tight game between these two sides because so I looked at the last three games and they've all been draws mm. the last yeah the last three games so so two well matched teams mate to watch so I think that'd be a good game to watch mate but I, I did have a quick look mate on the forum before we come on Dicks and uh Bakes, uh, I think he's marked the pitch about three times, mate, and he mm-hmm. in two days and is looking a bit wet at Kernick, mate. So hopefully, you know, there won't be any more rain on top of what's already there, mate. But but yeah, the, I think those are the two games uh, to to look uh, to look forward to, Dicks, and obviously all two thirty kickoffs, mate. You sure? No, Wendron's three o'clock, mate. And <laughs> I knew you. I knew you was going to say that. Mate. <laughs> I knew you pulled me up on that. Yeah, for some reason, mate. I think I think Pete wants to flash his floodlights off, mate. I mean, <laughs> those those new lovely floodlights they got at uh, Underlay, mate. Don't he? I think Pete wants to wants to put them on, mate. Don't he? Second half. So yeah, Wendron's a three o'clock kickoff, Pete. Right. All the rest of two thirty, mate. Your Cornish, 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 Cornish. podcast. <laughs>
So, let's hear now from Southwest Peninsula League Secretary Phil Hiscox, where they managed to get most of the games on last Saturday. Yeah, we got um, 10 league games played on Saturday, a couple midweek, and uh, a couple of the Vars games cleared up, so it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, and you obviously went to one of those Vars games, Millbrook. Um, sounds like the better side uh, won. Yeah, I'm very impressed with Millbrook. Um, Sherborne took the lead, took a, a goal very well, to be fair, quite early, and a little bit worried after that. But in reality, Millbrook, over the 90 minutes, were, were clearly the better side. Um, and, and yes, yeah, no problems at all for them. And a low-scoring afternoon in the West Division. Yes, very, very low. <laughs> uh, only the second nil-nil draw of the of the season in the West Division, and I wasn't there, which, considering <laughs> I was at the first one, was a bit of a relief. Who's the um, first one, then? The first one was um, Weybridge against Port Levin. Right, OK. Which I, I had the unfortunate uh, thing to be at that one. <laughs> right. But I wasn't at St Blasey on Saturday, so so it's not just me. Yeah, four teams not scoring at all. It's uh, Well, I wonder if that's, you know, whether we're going to see a, a, a theme there or not, or, or whether it will be back to normal on Saturday. But uh, I, I said, oh, I suppose that the month off, some people might say, possibly also say the patches of the pitches were heavier on Saturday. Mm. Less, less work, you know less easy for the sort of young fast forwards to make progress I don't know, yeah, I don't know. we'll wait and see so Vaz again this week and what's this no first question is what's the situation with Falmouth in the sense that um, is there anything funny about if they have to postpone again or what Yes, the, the FA, for all their competitions, have introduced what they call an eight-day window for ties to be played. And if they're not played, then the FA will decide whether one or both teams are excluded, but the game will not be rescheduled. Now, in the case of uh, Falmouth, the eight days expires on Sunday. So if it's off on Saturday, unless it's rearranged for Sunday and played on Sunday, then on Monday morning, the FA will have to make a ruling as to whether both teams are out and, and the competition progresses or whether they blame one party and not mm. the other. Um, I'd have to say, obviously, with Falmouth being the home team, if Falmouth postpone and don't find an alternative ground and don't reverse the fixture, you would only imagine that the, that Bishop's Cleave would be saying it's not our fault it was off yeah. for two weeks. Yeah, it's a bit tough on the away side, isn't it? So Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the FA have given that option that Falmouth could... Uh, use uh, another ground that's in the competition. The, the, the problem there is there are very few clubs with those facilities, and, and most of them have got home games already on Saturday, like Helston themselves in the Vars on Saturday. So, mm. um, but but also in this weather, it's hard to imagine another club uh, agreeing to let somebody use their pitch. Um, so that really leaves if Falmouth can't get the game on at Bickham Park, probably having to consider whether whether they uh, travel to Bishop's Cleeve. Um, I, I don't think uh, saving it to the Sunday is, is going to be very likely because the weather forecast no. on Sunday is worse than it is on Saturday. That's right. So, let me get this right then. It, so, say um, Friday, the pitch is looking very doubtful. Yeah. They could switch it and play on the Saturday up at Bishop's Cleeve. But yes, they couldn't sort of leave it. In, well, they couldn't leave it any later than that, I suppose. They'd have to make arrangements again with match officials, and 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 obviously, I, I'm presuming perhaps Bishop's Cleese reserves are at home, so they would have to you mm. know, go through all that. Well, not the Vars would take priority, but it only takes priority when you start sort of the process. You mm. know. So and and so no 
no chance of them switching it to the nearby sort of all-weather pitch or <laughs> or anything no, like that. The problem with that is it has to be in the competition. Yeah. Um, so there are no all-weather pitches in in uh, Cornwall or even in Devon, actually, that, that have entered the FA Vars, because even Marjons and mm. Devon FA and things, they're not in the the FA Vars this season. I know you, you probably don't know the answer to this, but why are they so keen to cram these games in? Because it's like the FA Trophy. I mean, they're, they're doing the same with that, aren't they? Yeah, in effect, and I, I hate to criticise because we're all in, in the, the same boat, really, of, of trying to get our, our competitions finished. But when the second lockdown was announced at the beginning of November, there was an email from the FA Leagues Department sort of saying that they would uh, consult with leagues, clubs, counties as to how best to, to fit in all these fixtures. Uh, and very soon, the FA Competitions Department, which is in the same building at Wembley, but down the <laughs> corridor, they very quickly sort of said, well, we'll we'll, we'll protect the first Saturday back, the fifth, and if the games are off, we'll put them on the 12th, and the next round will be the 19th, <laughs> and we'll get ourselves back on on sync. There's, there was even a talk at one time, I, I don't think it can now happen, now they've clarified the eight-day rule, but there was even talk at one time of fixtures on the 19th rolling over to Boxing Day. Ooh, so no. you could have a situation oh, oh, where <laughs> where somebody like uh, Falmouth have to go to Christchurch on Boxing Day or Millbrook have to go to Portsmouth on Boxing Day. But I think actually with the, the eight-day window now, that wouldn't actually happen. Are these people purely administrators or have they ever been involved in, at football? Well, no, I don't expect you to answer that one, but, but it just I, seems I, crazy. I mean, th- no doubt they will claim that they're, they're football people. Aren't, I mean, they, they don't come to watch games down here, but I suppose we're a long way from Wembley. So, yeah. Um, yeah mm. I mean, it, 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 it's a very difficult situation because I mean, we're all perhaps at times guilty of it. You know, I, I lose games and I look at when I can fit them in and I, and you want to be nice to clubs, reserve teams and the leagues below, but depending on how what the pressure is to get games finished by a certain date and all the rest of it, you know, sometimes I put my size 10 on, on somebody below me and, and certainly mm. you know, that happens from above. You know, it's, um, so the yeah, pressure is on very... at Bicklin, isn't it, by the sounds of things? Yes, yeah, more so than at Helston and Millbrook. Uh, yeah. they, they they start their eight-day window, so if the games <laughs> are off there, then they would be the following Saturday. Mm. Uh, but then obviously the following Saturday, the, the Helston and Millbrook would be in that same, yeah. same boat. And, and of course, should they then play and win on those Saturdays, then there'll be a round date behind for... The next round, which is meant to be next Saturday, <laughs> uh, but let, let's see if they play and win first. Right. There's no point; you can't play that game until you you played the previous round. And, and no. uh, I wouldn't say any of the three fixtures on Saturday are a given for the Peninsula League clubs. I think if, if any of the three goes through, they would have done well. Yeah, let, let's just remind everyone: the three games are Falmouth against Bishop's Cleeve, which we touched on; Helston at home to Fareham Town. And Millbrook doing very well in the Wessex Premier. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, right. That's, that's a tough fixture. Yeah, and Millbrook at home to Bashley. So um, yeah, again another step five team. So you know we're technically underdogs in all three ties. Mm. All three obviously home games. Whereas in the yeah. next round they they have to travel basically, don't they? But yes, it's funny isn't it, that, that if, if if any of the three are successful or all the three are successful, they all are, would be on the road. Uh, Helston not too far; they'd be at Plymouth Parkway. Mm. Uh, Falmouth would, would have a, certainly a trip to either Christchurch, who they lost to last, last year, yeah, or, that's right, yeah, or Cribs, which is based in Bristol. 
uh, and Millbrook, they would be along the south coast at either United Services Portsmouth or Brockenhurst. Right. I suppose the one advantage Falmouth might have is any late Christmas shopping, isn't it, if it's cribs? Yes, yes, it could get the Christmas shopping in on the 19th, yeah. yeah. But again, of course, whether those, it, it, not so much the Helston fixture, but in the case of the, like the Millbrook fixture, even if Millbrook get their game on on Saturday, they'd also need to check that United Services Portsmouth versus Brockenhurst has taken place <laughs> on Saturday as well. Because <laughs> yes. otherwise they won't be playing the next round on the next day because they'll, they'll be waiting on the other team. It, it's This is the problem with it one Saturday after another, is it, it, it fits if they're all played, mm. but they don't always all get played and therefore the schedule will well it already has isn't it we, yeah. we had like last week we had a first and a second round game this week we've got second round ties under different conditions and the following week we may be in a situation where we've got second round and third round ties being played on the same day mm. well be interested to see what happens um with, with all of that um where might we be going on this saturday then Plan A. Uh, I'm, only, I'm down now to four teams that I haven't seen play in the Peninsula League this season. Uh, one in the East and three in the West. Uh, one of the, th- the three West teams I haven't yet seen in action is Penzance. Uh, and they are conveniently, well, relatively conveniently for me, mm-hmm. at Saltash on Saturday. Right. So Saltash Penzance is, is the... Is, is the plan to, to tick off Penzance for the season uh, with a backup I suppose if the weather's bad uh, the one Devon team I haven't seen is Plymouth Marjons and they're at home on their 3G to Tor Point right okay well that's, that's my sort of backup if, if there's anything goes wrong yeah let's hope those games go ahead um, there, there is one is it one midweek game scheduled then? yes uh, St Austell versus Salt Ash St Austell seem to be very keen to try and get their midweek games in uh, obviously didn't didn't help them this week at Wendron mm. um Looking at the forecast for next week, I'm, you know, there's, we're clearly now that the weather has, well, I suppose like last year or last season with the lockdown and it, as soon as we put the lockdown in, the weather improved. This time we had relatively good weather through the November lockdown. Uh, but I think we can safely say now that winter has arrived, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and one final question. You did, um, obviously this is more involved with Devon clubs. You, you gave the clubs the option to sort of think about whether they should or could be able to stage their mm. games. The clubs have all done well in, in trying to get things going, really, haven't they? Yes, yeah. I mean, the only one that had actually said that they wouldn't be able to is Newton Abbott Spurs, and they, would, they were due to have been home this Saturday, so that, that game's not taking place. Um, most of them got the games uh, played this week under the conditions. I went to the game at Brixham on Tuesday night, which was, I have to say, very bizarre with uh, the tea hut closed and the clubhouse closed. It's not easy. It's not necessarily even pleasurable to, to go and watch, to be honest. Mm. Uh, and I would say that I know Bobby Tracy, um, they tried to play their game with Dartmouth and it was called off by the referee when he arrived, left them seriously out of pocket. Uh, and I know Bobby Tracy's angle now is that they will, they're not home this week, but they will wait and see if they are still in Tier 2. I don't think they'll be playing any more home games whilst they remain in Tier 2, but there is at the moment the hope that they might be in Tier 1 next week. Mm. That's a double whammy, isn't it? If, if you've yeah. had to get the referee, or oh, the referee's turned up, obviously, for the game and then calls it off, yeah. so yeah. obviously you've got expenses yeah. on that front as well, haven't you? So. Yeah, I mean, they, they were in for a loss already, weren't they? Yeah. And then effectively they, they, they had most of the expenses of playing um, without actually um, you know, getting any gate income because the game was pulled off uh, and one final thought of course also concerning Falmouth the fact that Bishop Cleave travelled down on Saturday 
if if the worst happens and they get eliminated because of the weather, even worse is they've got to pay out expenses for for that trip last yep. Saturday, presumably. In the FA competitions, the, the the two clubs have to share the profit or share the loss. Now it's very very rare in these rounds for there to be a profit to be shared. Although I guess probably from the part where Newton at Spurs last week would, mm. would be an exception to the rule because. There would have been a good crowd at Parkway, and, and the travelling for the away team was was fairly minor. Yeah. Uh, but when you get to these long trips, whether whether you're you know home to Christchurch or away to Bishop's Glebe and things, as these draws come out, by the time you add a coach on at three pounds a coach mile is, is what the allowance is either way or both ways rather. Um, you you end up with a loss and it's just the size of that loss the FA did introduce some money for losers in each round which is meant to sort of offset some of those expenses but again that's based on the average and and a lot of our teams the the travelling they have to do is above average Mm -hmm. yeah not sounding good one let's let's end on a on a on a opt well a good point in the sense I know they lost but Newton Abbott Spurs actually for a moment, some of us yes. might have thought there was going to be a bit of a cup shot there at Partway. Yeah, yeah, when you think Partway's last game before lockdown, they scored 10 past street. Um, when I, I heard that Partway nil, Newton Abbott Spurs won at half time, and apparently it took sort of uh, double substitutions midway through the second half to, to turn it around, and I did hear comments from, from Partway supporters and things on social media that uh, they thought Newton Abbott Spurs were the best side they've played all season. Hmm. Um, so yes, a lot of credit there to, to Newton Spurs. I, I did joke actually, whilst I was hearing the, the, the score lines whilst at Millbrook, that uh, had Newton Spurs uh, held on for for the, for the win, I think the team of the week I'd have just nominated Newton Spurs. I don't think there would be any point nominating anybody else. To be honest. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yes. Okay. Well, let, let's hope that it's not so um, downhearted as I've uh, painted it this week, but. Um, Enjoy your game wherever you go, Phil. And uh, yeah, yeah. As I say, I've, I've, I've hopefully Salt Ash pans out. If not, Marjon's tour point. So we'll uh, hopefully have something to talk about with Cornish football next week. Your Cornish, Cornish podcast. Right. Thanks to Phil there for um, a look back at uh, last week's um, Peninsula League football and also what's coming up this week. Um, nil, nil, Rappo. Uh, Phil. Thankfully, wasn't at the one that we were no. at on Saturday. But I think you've no. got something to add to that um, <laughs> situation, haven't you? I have, think it's unbelievable. Phil mentioned, mate. There's only been two nil nils, didn't he, all season, mate, in the league. Mm-hmm. I was at both of them, deep. So you're <laughs> the one to blame. I'm the one, mate. Yeah. If you see me coming, mate, just <laughs> you know it's going to be a crap game, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, obviously we was at Blazey Saturday, mate, when we Blazey yeah. saw Ash, and then, oh well, I was at the second half, mate, of that Weybridge Puff Levin game earlier in the season. I, was, I watched Penryn go out of the Senior Cup up at St Minver Deeks, early kickoff, obviously two o'clock. So went back to Bodie's, mate, to watch two of my old clubs, mate, and uh, watched the second half there, and it was nil nil as well. So, so I've been at both uh, both the South West Peninsula League West Divisions nil nil games. This season, something I'm not proud of. No, right. I suppose, though, that the highlight of Saturday's second half for you would have been your registration number being read out over the loudspeaker (laughs) system. (laughs) Couldn't believe that, mate. (laughs) 
I should have stayed in bed, Dave. Should I? <laughs> just watching soccer Saturday. Mate, in some poor old lady that was trying to get out of yeah. the car park. Where are you? What? I did feel a bit bad, mate, when she <laughs> turned up over there walking stick, mate. But yeah, it's a bit tight around the back there, Dave. Obviously, because of the wet conditions, they weren't using the field, so everyone was just like. Well, they were basically throwing their cars anywhere, mate. It was like a, <laughs> it was like a rubbish tip at the back there, mate. So, so yeah, I just, uh, I thought, you know, people were watching the football, mate, and they so I just pulled up behind a couple of cars, big blocked them in, and then like you say, mate, watched about five minutes, mate, tonight, and got the call, mate, got the old RAO four PPO, mate, tonight. <laughs> Which was a bit embarrassing, mate. After you actually knew it was going to be you, though. As soon as he said a Citroen, you said it yeah. before he read out the number plate. So yeah, no, no just guilty. knew it, mate. And then, <laughs> yeah, guilty as charged, mate. Guilty as charged, but yeah. So I only actually saw about half hour, really, mate, didn't I? Yeah, well, but, it was still goalless anyway. So uh, yeah, that's it, mate. Luckily, I, you know, when I got back in the ground, so I missed anything, mate. You said it was two 0 mate, didn't you? <laughs> But uh, no, mate, no, yeah, guilty as choice, mate. Sorry, madam, whoever you are. Yeah. <laughs> Who leaves a football match at half time, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. Phil, we're moving on to something else that Phil yeah. covered. Uh, this eight day rule for Falmouth is um, pretty yeah. serious, isn't it? Well, not great, mate, is it? I mean, well, I heard like Falmouth offered them a Sunday kickoff last week, didn't oh, they? Did they? Yeah, yeah, I did hear that, mate. I think I think Town offered them a Sunday kickoff last week, but they they turned it down, mate. So mind you, I suppose. So yeah, you know. Yeah, they they might have made arrangements and not true, true. Not covered, yeah. um, you know, another overnight expense. I don't know, but um, yeah, but it's got to be touch and go, isn't it? I think. Of course, it is, mate. And it don't. I think the the well the, the weather down west, mate. I think it's worse than the east, as I think, isn't mm. it? So. Yeah, it will be. Could be another Bickland mud, mud bath, <laughs> mate, can it? Had a few of them over the years, mate, haven't we, to, to get well, it all played yeah. in a couple if, of them. If but... the referee allows it, that's the thing nowadays, isn't it? I mean, yeah, a little true. bit of mud and they don't want to play. No, it's the player's safety and all now, Dick, isn't it? No, no one really <laughs> no one really cared about our safety, mate, did <laughs> no. they? 20, 25 years ago, mate, we play in ankle-deep mud, but, but yeah. Yeah, I suppose soon it's good, good, really, <laughs> that things have moved on. But, yeah, yeah, I'm not, not, yeah, not too sure about that eight-day rule, mate, are you? No, no, no. I think um, I think it could, uh, well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, mm. And we touched on with Phil about the, the COVID situation and games not being called off. In fact, you know, the games of Devon have been pretty much... Uh, not affected. Uh, we've already had a, a game called off for this Saturday, though. Um, as we're as we've been talking, Honiton versus Columpton Rangers is off on Saturday yeah. under the Tier Two restrictions. So uh, um, that one will not be played on Saturday. There we go. Right. So, yeah. um, yep. So Farmer against Bishops Cleve. Let's have your predictions for the three games coming up in the Vars. So the tough things, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I, I fancy Falmouth, mate. Uh, you know, I think I think they'll beat Bishop's Cleve, mate. Uh, uh, Bickland with the F troop there, mate, right behind them, 12th man. And um, but the oh, crikey, mate, the, the other two are hard ties, mate, aren't they? You know, I, 
you probably have to say Alston and Milbert probably go into them as underdogs, mate. You know, not something Alston or Milbert really have faced much in the league, mate, is it? So, so, um, but they're both capable of beating these sides, aren't they? I mean, I think Mass has already had a look at Farron, mate, and he from mm. what Broke's been saying in his interview later, mate, and and Milbert, mate, you know, they're. Well, they competed with Bridgewater earlier in the season, Dicks, didn't they? And, you know, you said they were the better side that day. They, they seem to be more than capable of pulling off a result against anyone that sort of comes before them, mate, don't they? So, but I'd have to say, with me and or me or Dicks, I, I think Falmouth will go through. And I, I think if either of the other two go through, mate, they've, they've done a, 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 you know, very good job, mate, I think, to, to, to beat either of those sides, mate. Mm. I think. I'll agree with you on Falmouth. I think they will win. Um, I think yeah. Millbrook will do it. Something do you think they'll be bashing, yeah, mate? I think they will. Yeah. I think they will. Yeah. To fly him, mate, isn't they, Millbrook? They're the team playing with, like, you know, Mac has got them full of confidence, mate, isn't they? And they're, they're proper team beats, isn't they, Millbrook? Mm, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, best of luck, mate. Yeah, that leaves Helston against Ferrum. And, yeah. well, poor... I, I think it'll be Tough, a struggle man, for Helston. Yeah, that's right. Uh, penalty shootout is the best I can see there. For, yeah, yeah. that do, mate. They've already won one of them this season, mate, yeah. haven't they? So, Step yeah. up, Sam. Exactly, mate. Yeah, he's done it already. He's done it once, mate, hasn't he? So, done it once, mate, this season. We'll but, wait and see. But not that, yeah, I was going to say, it's not much of a re- reward, though, mate, is it? <laughs> in the next round, is it really? All, all three away, mate, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, And actually, um, tough. it's also made even tougher now, isn't it? Because the away games used to be quite a, you know, OK, if it was a yeah. you know, good trip, and if you lost, well, at least you stayed overnight and that sort of thing. Yeah, but good day out, wasn't it? I, I think with the COVID situation, the gloss has been taken off a little bit, hasn't it? And yes, yeah. Yeah, you want an home draw now, do you? Yeah, like that's before, right. Before you never mind in a way overnight, a bit, did you? And that, was, that was the sort of magic of the Vars, really, wasn't it, mate, mm. wasn't it? But, but yeah, like mate, like say, mate, you, you know, you're sort of back on the coach with a sandwich and a can of coke, aren't you? On a long trip home if you've lost, now, you? Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, it's not not really. Yeah, Alston at Parkway, Diggs, that'll be Falmouth at, well, Christchurch beat Falmouth last season, mate, or yeah. Christchurch at Cribs, mate, you know, that'll be tough. And in Milbrook, maybe, well, Brocken also up to Portsmouth, like Diggs, mm. aren't they? So it's, yeah, tough all round, mate, isn't it? Tough guys away, minute. But good luck to him on Saturday, mate. You yeah. know, it's the That's... magic of the fast. Yeah, the magic of the FA guys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, two managers and two players coming up in our look at the Peninsula Clubs this week. Uh, we start with St Blasey's co-manager Matt Hayden and his assessment on St Blasey's goalless draw with Sodash last Saturday. Um, overall, I think I'm quite pleased. Um, obviously, we played them the first game of the season. Um, and lost 3-1 I think it was which in my eyes was a, an improvement from where we were last season um, to then go again uh, this 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 time and only get a 0-0 draw against one of the league's favourites um, to me is a good result and I'm sure Sean and the rest of the boys will be pleased with it as well so so looking on Saturday's game compared to the start of the season when you played the same opposition you've progressed yeah? I feel like we have progressed. I think as the season's gone on, we've got better. I think we've become more organised. 
Um, I think we've closed up quite well at the back. Um, I mean, pre-season, although we scored quite a lot of goals, a lot of people was talking about it, and we scored quite a few, but we also leaked a few. Um, I think as the season's gone on, um, I think we've improved that side of our game. Mm. And I think that showed, I know we had come out of a month's lockdown, which obviously favoured, just went in the favour of Saltash so and ourselves. Um, it, was, it was just going to be a leveller. Um, but with the quality they had, everyone still tips them to be up there with the favourites to win the league. Um, so yeah, a nil-nil draw shows improvement on our part. Um, we had chances, they had chances. I think a few of our chances could have easily gone in. Um, if it weren't for some goal, good goalkeeping and defending. But, like I said, overall, definitely pleased with a nil-nil draw against Soash, yeah. What went through your mind, though, when Lewis Phillips got shown the red card after, what, barely two minutes gone? Uh, to be fair, it, it happens. So, to me, I've just got to quickly think on the spot what we can do um, going forward now. Um, it's in, in my head, I was thinking, yeah, it's happened. Now we've got to deal with it. Um, and then obviously we'll just chat to Lewis after the game. Not that he needs to be spoken to because he'll know himself what he has done. But yeah, we just quick, me and Sean just quickly had to think on the spot and work out a way that we can keep this as, as tight as we can um, without sort of getting away away with the game. Red card, fair enough, do you think? Um, I think, yeah, I think the more I reflect on it, the more I think about it, I think, yeah, he's, he's sort of gone over the top, he's sort of clipped the top of the ball but the momentum took him um, mid shin so yeah I think that that is a red card but then again I've seen I've seen them given as a yellow card but I think also if with it being that early in the game I did think it could have potentially been a yellow mm. um, but I think the challenge overall yeah I think we all know it wasn't a great challenge so yeah I think it does deserve a red card It's your fault of course for firing your players up so much before the kickoff. <laughs> Well, a big game like that, they don't really need firing up as much. <laughs> but, um, yeah, me and Sean, obviously, we go for our moments. We, we do our things before the game. And that's definitely one of the things we, we put into the lads. We've got to get the lads up for it. Um, every game means means more than the last one. So you take it each step at a time. Every game's a cup final. And we've just got to keep plodding our way along now and try and climb up the table. So... I tell you what, your dugout always looks such a busy area. There seems to be so many people there. I know, you know, you're, you're carrying, you're still carrying a fairly large squad, aren't you? Yeah, we are carrying a fairly large squad still. And now you say that, it's, it's really good. And me and Sean appreciate it massively. The lads that aren't in the squad or don't make the match day squad, they still come down in their tracksuits and support the lads. And that there, to me, is absolutely phenomenal and an incredible attitude from the boys. Um, I know Sean appreciate, appreciates it as well. We speak about it all the time. Um, but, yeah, it, it is busy. I mean, I think any sort of decision that goes or any decision that doesn't go our way, I think we're all sort of on our feet going, <laughs> trying to appeal the decision. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, it can't be easy, though, to keep those players happy. I mean, presumably a couple of them surely must have had a bit of a moan uh, at you and Sean, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, if if any player that gets left out of the squad and doesn't have a moan, I mean, me and Sean would have to question their attitude yeah, towards the game. Um, so yeah, we we have conversations, and a lot, all the well, nearly all the lads, if if not all of them, don't like the decision. Um, me and Sean do it purely on the football basis. It's, it's obviously never personal. We're all good mates at the end of the day, and regardless if we're managers or players or whatever. So, I mean, it's never nice to have these conversations, but unfortunately, in the role that we're in. Um, sometimes it has to be done 
So, but yeah, the, the lads have got good attitudes. They take it on the chin well. Um, and then they just turn up to training a lot. A few of the lads that weren't in the squad turned up to training last night and putting it in, ready to hopefully be in selection for Saturday. Mm. When do you and Sean decide on, on what the selection's going to be on for a Saturday game? Um, I mean, normally I'll put an availability out either Wednesday or Thursday um, to find out who's available and um, ready for Saturday. But I think me and Sean have a conversation normally on a Thursday or Friday, depending. I mean, Sean does a lot of shift work. Sometimes he could work night, sometimes he could work back. So sometimes he could be asleep during the day and I don't end up speaking to him until the evening. Um, but ideally, we want to get things sorted Thursday so there's no panic, no mad rush on a Friday mm. before the game. Right. And this Saturday, Callington, um, a chance to get a win, I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, um, they've obviously got a new manager now. James Baker is a good friend of mine. Uh, played with Bakes for a long, for quite a few years when I was playing. Um, but yeah, they're, they, they're sort of going through the process that John went through when we first started, like a complete rebuild, um, trying to rebuild the squad back up um, to a good level. I mean, they've still got a few players, a good few players. I know they've signed a couple of good players as well. But I think on paper, the, with the kind of squad we've got, no disrespect to them, so the kind of squad that they've got. Uh, we'll we'll be looking at going into that game, trying to get the win. But we know it's not going to be easy. We, if I know Baker at all, I know that they're going to graft hard. I know they're going to work hard. They work hard for each other. They'll make it difficult. Um, so I'm under no illusions that it'll be an easy game. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking at going there and getting the three points. Your Cornish podcast. Well, I think um, I think we could say uh, progress has been made by St Blasey um, since the their opening game of the season when they lost up at Sodash, uh, held them to a draw there on Saturday, and uh, I, th- I think probably I think probably a draw was as good as either side could have expected. Really, on the day, it was that sort of game, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Dates on it. Yeah, I think St. Blasey deserves the point from that, mate. I, you know, definitely agree with Matt. You know, I think Blasey has definitely improved this. I mean, I watched them pre-season and friendly, mate, and they were, you know, shipping goals at the bat. I mean, they were scoring more at the other end, mate. But, um, <laughs> but they were like wide open at the bat, and I thought they looked really solid on Saturday, Dates, didn't they? You know, obviously disruption of a sending off yeah I know both sides had a sending off but you know like Matt and Sean had to change the team around mate obviously you know tennis side game in effect and you know and, and at the end there mate you know where Salt Astra you know with a goal clubhouse goal he was behind mate Salt Ash did pile it on a bit didn't they last 10 and I, I thought Blazy coped defended really well with all those set pieces mate didn't you that Salt Astra putting in crosses and yeah. set pieces mate I thought they coped well with it looked, looked comfortable and and, um, and of course, wait, you know, they've got that goal threat at the other end as well. I think so. I fancy Blazy to, to get a not, you know, tidy league position this season, mate, by the end of the season, don't you think, Blazy? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I actually feel yeah. a bit sorry for them, really, because you look at the table and you think, yeah. oh, crikey, you know, so Blazy, what, 16th, you know, they're way down. But, yeah. you know, they've only played eight games, so it, we could exactly. show them sort of catching up a little bit on the games, but. Um, um, yeah, you know, then we'll be able to tell, you know, what sort of season they are going to have. But yeah, I, I, I think they'll they'll do all right. I think. Mm. Yeah, I do, mate. I think Matt and you know Matt and Sean's done a good job, mate. Don't you? I think a blazy mate doing a good job. Yeah, I think they could surprise uh, you know a, a few of the 
the sides up around the top as well. So that draw yeah. on Saturday might not be the first uh, decent result we see from no. them. I'm just no, look, looking, exactly. just looking at their games coming up over the next couple of weeks. And uh, well, they got uh, Helston on the 9th of January at home. Of course, they've already yeah. played in the Vars, haven't they? And yeah, all, already true with yeah, yeah, already true with them as well. Mate, and then yeah. they've yeah. got the week after that, they've got Falmouth at home. So. Um, Oh, I one. suppose there'll be two good games to test or to, to see, yeah. how, you know, what their progress or how their progress yeah. is going. So. Yeah, be a good measure, mate, wouldn't it, those two games? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, good side. To, uh, to be honest, it's been a compete with anyone, mate, especially at home. But you, mate, you know, already drawn with Salt Ash and Alston over 90 minutes, mate. And like you said, mate, I think they'll, they'll you know, plenty of... You know, it could surprise they'll have a big say, mate, wouldn't they? And you know, where you know, with the top sides, mate, nobody's going to have an easy game at Blaze Park, I don't think, mate. No, that's true. Right, mm. one of the results that stood out last Saturday was Camelford won, St Dennis won. In fact, the Saints came very close to getting all three points. But St Dennis manager Jack Barbary thinks the result was probably the right one. To be fair, it was an even result. Come, come end up uh, our. Dan Peters, our goalkeeper, played really well and we missed the host chances as well, so a draw was a fair result. So you're happy that it was a point gained rather than two dropped? Yes, that definitely. It was definitely a, a point a point gain. It was a bit disappointing, obviously, because we conceded with two minutes to go, but on reflection of the game, Calmford did deserve someone out of it themselves, so I've got to give them credit for keep going and scoring with two minutes to go. What were the conditions like? Because a few of us thought that Perhaps, you know, Calford's pitch might have been a bit soggy. To be fair, I was, when we, we were just, like, sort of surprised it was on, and when we got there, I walked onto the pitch, and it was like, I couldn't believe it was going to be played, to be fair. <laughs> and uh, the referee said to, uh, to me uh, that he would start the game and see how the conditions went, and that they was obviously going to worsen, and they sure did, and it was surprising that it, was, it played the 90 minutes, but Calford's pitch, the groundsman's got a fair bit, bit of a job to get it back right. Oh, dear. Right. OK, well, the last time you were on the podcast, uh, if you remember, it was after that performance at Wendrim, which was a little bit disappointing. Um, you've signed quite a few players since then, though, haven't you? Yeah, we have. We, we, we had a few in the pipeline, obviously, before that game, and... Uh, when, when we went down there and played like we did, uh, we was like, because I knew if a couple was there watching, and I was like, oh, they're going to play, we're not going to now. But uh, luckily for us, they decided to come and come and uh, improved us massively. And it's something, that, it's something that we've had in the pipeline for a long time, and we've just had to get the right time to to make the changes and obviously with the results that we was having we had to do it pretty pretty sharpish so uh managed to get them in and it's they've improved us massively no it's just so that i've got it right on that evening kyle marks played for you didn't you i think yes so he did yeah. yeah he'd only just signed uh ed timmins joe cooper luke johnson is that it or have i missed anyone um, I think that, that's it. That's it. <laughs> there was a few in the short space of time I had to take them as well. <laughs> um, yeah, it, you know, it's great to get those players in. They've played at that, that level for a long time and it's something that we needed at the club. And like I say, they've come in, they've played every minute since, like they, since they've been at the club and, you know, it's improved us massively, like, like I said. And how easy is it for you as a manager to sort of 
approach these players and, you know, sort of, well, pers- I don't know whether persuade is the right word, but get them to sign for you. Because, let's be fair, you know, St. Dennis, you, you're down the bottom third of the table rather than the top third. So, you know, it must be a little bit difficult. It's difficult. It's, it's, I don't mind being told no <laughs> as, a, as a person, but, you know, you, you ask these players that, you know, you try to strengthen in the areas that you need. You, you ask, you speak to them, you ask them, and then, you know, is that, is that the club's going in the right direction. Uh, we're trying, we don't want to be down around the bottom. We want to be challenging in like the top six. And, it, and for a small club like we are, it's it is hard to track the some you know the top players if you call, if you so call them that. Mm. But you know we've, we've got the club going in the right direction, and they want to be part of it, so we're happy for them to come. And you presumably you're constantly sort of eyeing situations to see if it's worth putting in some days to to players all over the place, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we are. I do look at like the lineups from like Saturdays, like on the Twitter. And have a look, and you know, because I know what people are like. They don't want to be sat on the bench mm. at their clubs, and you know, if they come to us, and we, we, they get a chance to play. And obviously, that's that was the same as what's happened with Ed and Joe and Luke. So, and any positions, any areas that you feel you still need to strengthen? I've we still need a fullback, I believe, fullback. and maybe mm. maybe a mid one more midfielder just to like a holding midfielder just to shore us up a little bit right now Saturday hopefully we'll get there yeah hopefully you will now Saturday Godolphin now is it fair for me to call it a six pointer or not um, yes people people are going to see it that way <laughs> especially after Godolphin's result on Saturday we we did say like, as a like, management me Lee and Steve said like you know, results are going to happen like that after a little layoff. We would get like results funny on sorts. Some people might say our result was a, you know, not really the way it should be of a one inch at Camelford. And I didn't expect Godolphin to get a point at home to um, doubles, but that's fair play to them. They've obviously got a new manager, new players in. Don't know much about them, so go there on Saturday and hopefully get three points. Yeah, you touched on the the restart. Does that make it more difficult for you, or is it easier that the boys have had a bit of a break and they should come back, you know, keen to, to start again? Or, you know, how, how's it worked for you? It was good for us because we had a few people with, like, a few injuries and stuff and like, things like that, so it's helped us. And the people that w- was injured before lockdown, they come back and they was a fit for Saturday, so it helped us massively. I don't know if it's obviously helped the other clubs so much, but it has helped us. I was glad of the four-week break to get them back fit. And looking ahead to Saturday, I'm looking out the window and it's a little bit wet at the moment. Godolphin, though, I would have thought, is one of those places that you can almost guarantee it's going to be on, isn't it? I'm, I'm hoping so. They did play at home on Saturday, so I don't know how bad the pitch cut up on Saturday when they played, but I'm hopeful the game will be on Saturday. They'll be keen to play, though, won't they, after getting a result last week? Yeah, they, well, they should be, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> certainly helps anyway and I guess yeah. training is a little bit easier as well isn't it if if you've you know on the back of a decent result that all the lads are keen to go yeah they are yeah to, to, we was hoping to play a friendly this week uh, instead of training just because c- we haven't obviously played but um, that hasn't wor- worked out so we'll just have a little training session to, to, to run the legs off yeah yeah for sure right thanks Jack all the best no, no and uh, no you know keep it going yeah no worries thank you you're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Yep, thanks to Jack there. 
the new signings are beginning to work their magic, perhaps. Yeah, it looks like it, doesn't it, mate? You know, four four quality players, mate, and they West Cornwall boys, mate, come up from the, you know, coming up to play for St. Dennis, mate. So, you know, a couple of defenders, mate. Obviously, Ed and Coops, mate, full of experience, mate. You know, been been around and you know for years, mate. You know, solid, great defenders, mate. So they're going to help, and obviously. Mark's in midfield, mate, talented lad on the ball. And Jono, mate, you know, quick, you know, out wide, mate, scores goals, you know, great course of the ball. So four good players for Jack there, mate. And, um, yeah, I think I think St. Dennis's fortunes are going to change a little bit, I think. think so. A very magnanimous uh, Jack, mate, I thought, mate, to say a, a draw was a fair result, mate, because he must have been pretty pig sick, mate, <laughs> let him on in. You know, one nil up with two minutes to go, mate. It like feels like a defeat, doesn't it, mate? Sometimes, you know, when you, yeah. you know, sort of lost two points in the last couple of minutes. But and obviously Dan Peters in goal, mate. You know, Dan's Dan's a sort of recent signing as well, mate. So it yeah. looks like the, yeah, new signings doing well for for Jack, mate. Good, good, you know, good for St. Dennis, mate. But still on the lookout for. Uh... What was it? He said a fullback and a midfielder. Yeah. So uh... yeah, holding midfielder, mate, wasn't it? And a fullback. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, ambitious club though, mate, isn't they, St. Dennis, mate? You know, facilities are improving all the time, Dick. Some floodlights on the way, mate, isn't they? So, you know, it'd be a, you know, be a nice club to sign for, I think. Make a bunch of lads, I think, Dick. You know, good, yeah. he, doesn't, good what, he doesn't spirit. need a striker. He didn't say a striker. He needs a fullback and a midfielder. So why are you yeah. saying, why are you getting your word out there? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would be giving me a call. <laughs> 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 there's experience, mate, and there's relic, mate, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> 50, I'm trying to match old Rog, mate, and I, Rog Bonaparte, mate, 53 year old striker. Yeah, but Rog is fit, mate, that's the difference, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, no, good clubs have done it. I always enjoy going to watch, you know, like obviously watching quite a bit, being up this way, mate, and yeah, I think they could go on and. Improve, mate. You know, Jack seems a pretty down to earth type of guy, mate, doesn't he? So, mm. you know, decent bloke to play for, mate. And, you know, obviously the record brothers out there, mate, you know, Lee and Coral, I've always rated them highly, mate. So, you know, they're good club, club men, mate, aren't they, for the club? So, yeah. They, well, I'm the brother, mate, Dave. It's three, isn't yeah, it, Dave? Forgetting right. Dave, mate, at the back. So, yeah. yeah, three really good players. So, I think we forget yeah. Dave because he doesn't score goals. <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, he goes under the radar, doesn't yeah. he, mate? But he's a, he's a good player, though, mate. Yeah. yeah, strong. Yeah, you won't want to play against him every week. So, yeah. Good, and... kick, good kick arounds in the garden, I want to put, mate, <laughs> yeah, in the back garden. That's right. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dave. Sorry, no, I was going to say, and an interesting match coming up Saturday, isn't it? Godolphin. Um, I mean, yeah. they were another side well, who had a good result Saturday, and uh, or a surprise result, really. Um, yeah, well, well done to Clarkie, mate. Yeah, that's right. Well so, well, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens Saturday, Godolphin against St. Dennis. So, yeah. what's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it's at Godolphin as well, yeah, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah, you know, they'll be... Fo- I mean, because obviously Dogwall's well. To be honest, mate, same as St. Dennis, really. You know, to, to go to Camelford, mate. I mean, Redge, obviously, Camelford's been flying, mate, haven't they? And and the same for, for Godolphin, mate, playing against Dogwall's. Another team that's been doing, like, really well, mate, isn't it? So, both of them have got a, a good point against two sort of top five teams at the minute, really, Deeks, aren't they? Two, mm. two teams that are going really well. So they'll both both be full of confidence, mate. I don't know, really, Deeks. I don't know, really. 
Yeah, good on, good. I feel like if if I had to put a bet on it, you know what my bets are like. <laughs> I won't sit on the fence. I'll take St. Dennis to nick it by the odd goal, mate. But mm. sorry, Clarky. But uh, I'll get a text off Clarky tomorrow, mm. mate. That's but that. yeah, what, what do you think, mate? What do you think? Could be interesting. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm. I'm I... Well, not knowing what Godolphin has got, but obviously they, they've got some new players there yeah. and uh, certainly did, did the business last Saturday. I'm I'm still edging towards Sir Dennis, though, I think, on the day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, quality players, mate, and they are. Yeah. I think, like you said, Dick, so I didn't notice a few new names, but I, I didn't know the names no. too well, mate. So, obviously, old mate and friend of the show, Rob Hoskins, there now, mate, isn't he? Playing for Godolphin, mate. Rob's mm. playing right back, mate. From St. Dave, but a great bloke to have around the dressing room, Rob, mate. But, but um, yeah, yeah, I think St. Dennis might have, you know, if you look at the two team sheets, I think they've got that little bit more sort of quality picks, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we've heard from two managers in the <clears throat> Southwest Peninsula League West. What about a couple of players? First up is Neil Slateford who, as everyone should know by now, joined a new club during the lockdown. But how easy has it been for Slates to settle in at Saltash? Um, well, a bit, bit, bit of a challenging time, really. I signed and then we went into lockdown, I think, the day <laughs> after. So, yeah, t- tough question, really. Um, I've, I've settled in all right now. Um, I've met the lads a couple of times, played a couple of games. So, yeah, it's, it's been all good. Um, yeah, nice bunch of nice bunch of lads and that, so... Did it all happy? Did it take you long to decide to go or not? Um, wasn't an easy decision. Um, I a few weeks prior to me leaving, I I told Steve Massey that I wasn't particularly enjoying football, the atmosphere and everything was going on. So it, it wasn't easy, but it was something that was in my mind and. I got injured playing against Tor Point. I think it was the FA Vaz mm. or the FA. I think it was the FA Vaz. FA got Vaz, injured yeah. and then had three weeks to four weeks off anyway. So that gave me a bit of time to to sort of think and made me realise that you know my future was going to be away from from Houston. You're growing quite a list of clubs now, aren't you? <laughs> uh, I've been at the same club numerous times, Dave. So <laughs> it, it's you know it's the same club, but I just I just go away and then come back again but yeah I've got a few clubs um, you're tall um, for St Austell now though you've well, got a younger yeah, set up there <laughs> well yeah maybe they might need experience one day but you never know not at the minute they're doing well so which um, club did you actually start out then St Austell that was where you started and right? then and then I went to Camelford which not many oh, people yeah, know yeah I forgot about Camelford for, yeah. I played for Camelford with for Reds for about I don't know, seven, eight months. Really enjoyed it with Reg. Actually, he's a he's a top bloke. Um, really good club. So yeah, that was. And then went on the, went on the rounds a little bit. St Blazes, St Austell, Falmouth, back again, and Truro in the middle of there as well. So yeah, same club, but keeps going back to Polter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd also forgotten the St Blazes. Where you, you you weren't there very long, I take it. I signed for St Blazes after Camelford when I was 17 for uh, Dave Philp and Laps right I then went to Falmouth with well, Al Kerry was there for a bit and Andy Bowker 
and then went back to St Blasey with Lass and Glyn Hooper. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, did, did all right, enjoyed it at Blasey as well. Right. Mm. Good club, really good club. Ooh, St Blasey? Yeah. Yeah. Loved it there. Lots of history as well, isn't there? So. Yeah. Uh, and that was my my first experience of playing with uh, with Lee Wetter as well. So it's a bit of an eye opener for men's football. <laughs> yeah, is he still playing or what? Uh, he's he's at Foxhall actually. Yeah. Um, but I think he's injured. Right. I think he's broke his foot or something. Right. Not sure. Well, not sure. Let's come back to the present time. And uh, you mentioned your injury. Are you all over that now or not? Yeah, all good. Like I said, I had the lockdown period to get over it. Um, so did plenty of strength work, plenty of running, plenty of ball work, and that. So, yeah, all, it's all back, all back to 100% now. Right, and of course your debut for Saltash was last Saturday at St Blasey. Um, yeah, nil nil. What did you make of the match? Um, from well, for a neutral, a, a bit boring maybe. I know it was. A, it I was found a it bit difficult po- to watch, to be honest. Yeah, it was a bit. Bit scrappy, but like many people have said, I think um, it was one of those games where you could tell team two teams haven't played for you know five six weeks. One of those, not many clear cut chances, but you're going to get games like that when you haven't played for so long. But it was I enjoyed playing football again, so it's the main thing for me. Yeah, that's the main thing. And what did you think when after two, what was it less than two minutes a red card being shown? Yeah, you can look at it either way, can't you? Sometimes that actually helps the opposition. Um, they bank up and look to counter-attack, which is what St. Blasey did quite well on Saturday. And Obviously, you, you think, oh, maybe we can use this to our advantage, but didn't quite work like that. With Unfortunately, we had a we had a man sent off as well. So hmm. It always seems to be that when there is an early red card, that quite often it's levelled up at some stage of the game isn't it yeah it's one of the you know it's what it's what you say on the pitch a little bit or you say at half time you say don't let the ref even it up um, and you know <laughs> whether or not he was right or wrong he evened it up so I can't say too much about it so goalless affair on Saturday um, you got Penzance coming up this Saturday well it's got to be a three points now, isn't it? Because uh, otherwise, Mouser at the top there, they're just beginning to, you know, they could just um, get away from everyone, couldn't yeah, they? Yeah, well, when you, you know, when you're going for the title, you want every, you know, every game you want to be looking to get three points. It's not, it's no secret. The more game, more three points you get, the more chances you're gonna, you've got to win in the league. Um, so what you're saying there, actually, what I said was a load of rubbish, wasn't it? Because it's so obvious that you need to win every game. Well, yeah, if you, you know. <laughs> you want to be going for league titles, yeah. You want to win every game, whether it's Penzance, Mausel. I know we've got some Austell next week, Sticker. So yeah, it's um, it's, it's every game's an important three points. As Saturday is, but obviously we we won't be taking it lightly because Penzance has got some good players. So yeah, you know, all being well, hopefully get three points. You been training this week or not? Uh, we are training tomorrow. Tomorrow, Thursday. Yeah, we're training on Thursday night. Oh, that's a bit Which unusual, is, isn't it? Which is quite handy for me because I work in Saltash on a Thursday, so oh, I'm um, I'm not complaining too much. <laughs> Actually, that's quite interesting. The fact that you train on a Thursday does does a Thursday sort of training session differ from say if you train on a Tuesday? Um, it might do. You know, it, it depends on the coach really. I, I would imagine a Thursday night training isn't as intense and and full on. It's probably more about setting yourself up for a Saturday but 
you've obviously got a you know you've got a look at doing some sort of of ball work and fitness and that just to keep yourself ticking over but yeah it, it would differ slightly from a coach's point of view I, I would have thought more more shape work more positioning where you need to be on a football pitch type thing and mm. um, is that at salt mills or yeah so that's at salt mill yeah yeah okay now we were talking about your clubs earlier i'm just curious how many league titles have you actually won um i've won three league titles with two with bob men one with st austin right okay um yeah be quite unique wouldn't it you know to to get another one with a a different club again i don't know know, how many people have done that thought we were going to do it last year to be honest with houston obviously before everything went on but do you look back on that though with a a tinge of bitterness or is it just Um, one of those things you know because you were well mind you you hadn't played salt ash yet had you you still had two games to go still had salt ash to play twice but there was a lot of fixtures to be played from salt ash and I think Soltash were in a couple of cups. We were in no cups as well, so it's it's really easy to say that we were going to win the league because we might not have. But I, I'm not I'm not bitter about it. It's just something that's happened, to be honest. Mm. And um, obviously, I want to win it with Soltash this year. Yeah, but I think we've got a very 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 good chance because we've got a good squad, a good way of playing, you know, a good manager, good assistant. So, how does the Soltash squad in? players sort of differ from what you had at Helston I mean is there any differences you know is there still the same number of good players or Um, different style of play or what so I'm sure you I'm sure you know that from watching a variety of Cornish football um, last year and through the years but yeah there is a there is a slight difference in the method of play Um, Soltash like to try and play with the ball on the floor you know, like to try and knock it around a little bit more, which it's I believe suits me more as a player. Um, Houston, more more direct, um, like to get the ball forward, front to back as quick as possible. And ne- unless they've changed since since I left, they might be a completely different team. But yeah, that's traditionally how we played or how Houston played last year. So yeah, there is a, there is a little bit of um, a difference in style. But I'm not saying one's right or one's wrong. But no, no. I just. I just prefer playing in the Houston style, um, the, the Soltash style of play. Mm. Okay. And you mentioned coaching there. Now, mm. what, what's this NS one-to-one coaching all about that I see you're, you're um, doing? So just throughout the years, I've, I've been asked on numerous occasions to sort of, can you help me out? Can you do a little session for me? Can we have a little one-on-one? And I've always, you know, I've always been a little bit too busy to do it, whether it be work or whether it be football or whatever. So, um, during the lockdown, I thought, oh, it might be a good time. I, I, I was asked to coach a, li- a, a boy during the summer, and and did a little bit of one-to-one stuff with him. And really enjoyed it. So I thought oh, it might be the right time now. Maybe coming to towards the end of you know of my footballing career, as you as you would like to say. <laughs> um, and thought, yeah, it might be a good, it might be a good time to sort of give give back a little bit. So. I've done a number of sort of one-to-ones with adults so far and, and mostly with some youth and some local youth players as well. Um, yeah, which I, I've really enjoyed. Do you do it in one particular place or do you go to wherever uh, the person so is? To or? be honest, I, I like to try and be flexible. So, for example, if I've got somebody who's... Like, for example, on, on Sunday I'm coaching somebody who plays for St. Blazy Youth, but um, they live they live in Foy. 
So mm-hmm. I'm going to go out to St. Blazer Youth in Foy and deliver something something out there. Um, Phil Lafferty asked me to do a session with his younger lad, who's only five years old. But uh, I did a session with him at Tregoric last week as well. So I, I like to be flexible, really. And any age, presumably. I, I've seen even the likes of, of Ollie Brokenshaw. Yeah, Ollie, uh, Ollie had a little bit of a session. Um, Is there yeah, anything any- you can do to help him, though, or not? Um, to be honest, it was hard enough trying to get Ollie to concentrate and not just <laughs> shout out random stuff for an hour, which, you know, I think that's probably that's a, that's a bonus from my point of view. Um, so yeah, yeah, any age, any ability. I mean, I've got a lot of experience working with early years, so reception and year one, and that's so I've got I've got plenty of ideas for for each age group. So if anyone wants to book in, you know where I am. Well, I was going to say, how, how do we get hold of you? Um, so I've got a Facebook page. I've got a website. Um, if you if you go on Facebook and type in uh, NS One to One or type in Neil Slateford and have a have a search for me, it's it's on my page. Um, you can have a look at my website. Um, yeah, you can you can direct message me on the on the page, or you can ring me, or all of the modern sort of ways of mm. connecting with people. <laughs> and it's great to put something back into the game as well, isn't it? Well, yeah. I say I, I'm not going to be playing football for. Too much. Well, I'm only thirty, but I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, two or three more years maybe, and then then look to go into coaching a little bit more. Um, obviously, I've worked for, for Plymouth Argyle, and I've, I've run a company now who deliver various different sports in schools. So it's always something I've done, and you know, something I'm going to look to do to do more of as I get a little bit older. Okay, well, great stuff. Um, final question. I know you, you you had a goal competition going on with with Brokes uh, <laughs> at Helston. Has that is that well? Dare I say it? Is that going to be null and void? Or um, I, I, we haven't really spoke about it actually. To be honest, this year, um, I can't I can't even remember. What, I think I'm on. I don't know how many goals I've scored. I haven't scored very many. I can I don't tell think, you how many you've is got. It, one. Is it one. Yeah. <laughs> Who did I score against? I can't even remember. I can even tell you that it was against. Nuki, three all draw. Oh yeah, I remember it. It's on video, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know about that. That seems that seems a long time ago. Oh yeah, um, it was on video, wasn't it? But but yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm on one. I don't know what Ollie's on. Um, well, Ollie's got. If you're counting all games, he's got two. So oh, we're both flying, aren't we? <laughs> I was going to say it's some competition, isn't it? <laughs> so as, we, as we're getting older, we're scoring less and less goals now. Yeah, well, Ollie's at playing. least you're not playing in the back four like Ollie is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he's he's now the. He's been told he's one of the best centre halves in the county now, isn't he? I've been told. Well, well, I did hear it on one occasion. <laughs> yeah. I must admit, but <laughs> um, I think I might have asked the question actually. But um, but there we go. That's another story. Yeah. So um, the competition, I would imagine, will continue, but. Like I say, it might not be our 19s and 20s like it used to be. It might be four and five now. <laughs> You're right. Well, I've actually, so, yeah. I'm, I, I don't know whether you know, but I'm speaking to Ollie later, actually. So perhaps right, I can you? ask him the same question, see what yeah, he okay. says. <laughs> He'll yeah. probably want to continue because he's leading at the moment. Yeah, he would, by all means. We're a healthy com- bit of competition. We're usually on the same team doing it, though, but it's going to be against <laughs> each other. Now. I guess whoever scores the most is probably going to... End up with a bit of silverware, I, I would imagine. Ooh, so yeah. that's that's the carrot now, not the not the goals. Now we're playing apart. All right, silverware, not goals. I've R- scored two goals happily and, and win a league title. Yeah, I think and I'd go I along can, with that. I can retire a happy man then. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> okay. Well, great talking to you again, Neil. All the best at Saltash. Um, 
I, I must admit, it wasn't the same seeing you come out on Saturday playing in blue for Saltash because no, always, but, you know it's always red and white, isn't it? Well, I was looking forward to wearing that famous Ashes strip, and yeah. <laughs> turned up and it was blue. I thought, oh. <laughs> I'll have to wait until Saturday. I don't know why you didn't it. wear red and white. It's not as if it crashed. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'll have to wait until Saturday. I'll probably be on the bench Saturday now saying <laughs> that, so I might have to wait even longer. Although we've got St Ulster on the Tuesday, haven't we? Yeah. Well, you will be That's wearing your, you'll be wearing blue at St Ulster, won't you? Because yeah, clash yeah, of, of colours. So. Uh, but, oh well, that's like a home game for me on Tuesday. Yeah. So. Not far to go. No, it's, I'm happy. I'm happy to go and go back to St Ulster and see Sparks and all the other boys. Your Cornish Yeah, I've got to be honest with you. I think the way Salt Ash played will probably suit Slate's mate, suit his game maybe more than Alston Dick. So I think he mentioned that, mate, didn't he, mm. in his interview? But but he's a lovely player on the ball, mate, and, and one, he's one of my favourite players, mate, you know, in Cornish football over the years. Dick's enjoy watching Slate's play, mate, and, and, um, and good luck with his new one to one venture, mate. You know, he's a good bloke to pick some tips up from, mate, to, to improve your game, mate, no doubt about it, and especially any youngster, mate, wanting to, to learn, mate, he's, you know, looking to improve, mate, I don't think there's anyone better than Slates around, mate, to help him, mate, so, yeah, good luck, good luck with that, mate, and, and good luck to Slates of Salt Ash, mate, you know, there's, don't think there's any doubt about it, he'll, he'll do well there, mate, do you? No, I think he'll settle in pretty quickly <laughs> yeah. as well, won't he, by the sounds of it? Yeah, class, mate. Yeah. And training yeah. on a Thursday, that surprised me. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, mate. I suppose it's all to do with availability and all day like Dixon. You know, I suppose, it, you know, with with the weather and all, mate, I suppose it's these, you know, all weather things are probably in demand, mate. You, know, you can't get near the pitch, mate, can't you? Mm. So I suppose you've got to fit it in when you can. But I, I never minded that as a first thing. I'd rather train later in the week than <laughs> earlier because you know you've got an easier session, mate. <laughs> you know, you, you're not going to get beasted, are you, on a Thursday night, mate, are you? So, like, say, so, mate, you know, you probably run through a few set pieces, mate, when you're a bit of shape and stuff, mate, and, you know, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a blow, I suppose, for 20 minutes. But you like to think you wouldn't do too much, mate, with a game in a sort of day and a half, mate. Whereas Tuesday night, if you've had a bad result, mate, I'd, I know Trev's made us sick a few times, mate. <laughs> He's uh, made us pay for it, mate. You know, with the old uh, laps and sprints and stuff, mate. So, or a, a sort of run down the old every beach in Falmouth, like across <laughs> the sand. So, yeah, never, never minded a Thursday night, mate. <laughs> and um, the fact that uh, Neil has, has joined Saltash mid-season, it's not always easy, is it, going to a club... Uh, during a season? No. It's not, Deeks, no. It, you know, even though, you know, as good a player as Slate is, mate, you know, one of the best, you know, in the county, no doubt about it. And, and going to, well, from one really good club to another great club, mate, you know, even though he's a top player going to a top side, it doesn't automatically mean you're going to settle in straight away, mate, does it really? You know, you, mm. you're playing the new... It does take a little bit of time to, to, to you know, you, to, I mean, especially like... You, you know, you've got to sort of adjust yourself, mate, to you've got to fit into that team, mate, haven't you? Rather than, you know, sort of them sort of, you know, I know Slace is a player that can do a bit off the cuff and all that. He's skillful, mate, isn't he? And, you know, he could come up, you know, with a goal out of nothing. But but you have, as a as a player going into a, so, a top side already, like Dix, you you sort of got to, you know, fit in with their style of play, mate, haven't you? Mm. So, 
Dane's already got his sort of system that works well, like Dick's, and he? So, you know, yeah, you know, you got. But I suppose, like, you know, like Slate said, mate, he sort of had a, you know, he was injured and he had a little time to look at it, mate, didn't he, and think about it and that, I suppose. And, you know, hopefully he's made the right choice for himself, mate. Yeah, well, time will tell on that. Yeah, sure he has, mate. Sure he'll do uh, well. Sure he'll do well. Right. OK, well, last up for today is a very good mate of Slate's, Ollie Bridgeshire. Yeah. Um, he, of course, will be going into FA Vaz action on Saturday. We've already mentioned it, Helston Athletic, as uh, Rappo tears up another piece of paper. Uh, Helston take <laughs> on Fareham Town. I caught up with Ollie on a rained-off training night for the Blues. Well, Ollie, you were supposed to have training tonight, weren't you? So have you been at home sitting watching a telly or what? <laughs> <laughs> most people listening will be thinking yeah Broach has definitely done that and to be fair I will, <laughs> I haven't been I, um, I've met up with Tom Chambers from Bodmin a good friend of mine Tom and played a lot of football together and um, we've been for about a five mile run in these treacherous conditions and I've been soaking wet through mate so I'm back showered in the lounge in my dressing gown mate oh right right <laughs> you painted a very good picture so Here we go. did you get any um, sort of tips from a central defender? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the first time I ever played centre-back was with Tom and it was a pre-season friendly for Bodmin against Biddeford and that must have been mate, eight, nine years, nine seasons ago and we kept a clean sheet at Biddeford. Mm. Um, so Tom is, Tom is the best centre-back I've played with and um, the best partnership was him and Steve Simmons. Mm. Um, Martin Giles and um, uh, Lee Wetter had a good relationship at St. Austell. But for me, uh, I think a lot of pl- lot of players in local football around my age, older and younger, would agree that Simmons and TC had the best record, for sure. I think, actually, if you add to those two, Steve Simmons, Tom Chambers, and Kevin Miller behind them, then yeah. you've got some defence, haven't you? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Kev used to... Keep, like I said, keep us in. Well, probably a bit of a striker, really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Used to, like what Ferguson used to say, used to save them 11, 12 points a season. Kev was more than that again for us. Um, one season at Bob, I mean, we we played 38, won 36, and lost two. So mm. a lot of that was down to those three. Absolutely. Before we talk about obviously why I'm got you on is the FA Vaz game. Just just yeah. looking back, yeah. what's the difference between football? those sort of days and today's game that's a really good question um, I can't really trigger it Dave We've, I've spent which do you prefer time. playing in you know back then or, or now um, I enjoyed playing back then more um, for one side of thing because obviously I had, I had a lot more legs <laughs> and I scored <laughs> a lot more goals yeah. um, I do enjoy now being a senior player and I think I've matured as a footballer, for sure, when I was a bit younger and naive. So there's two different ways of looking at it. But I feel, I do feel back then when I was playing, there was probably a better standard all round of player across the league than there is now. And that's no disrespect to the league now. Mm. It's still a very competitive, good league to play in. I just think back then there was a lot more teams capable of beating other teams, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. Right. Okay, so we digress slightly there, but um, interesting to hear your, your thoughts. Now, FA Vars Saturday, Fairham Town. Do you know much about them or not? 
No, I've I've worked a little bit in Fareham. Um, never never played against them before. Um, we've had a little report from Mass already. He, he crazily drove up there on Saturday <laughs> to watch them. Um, had a report from my granddad as well for some reason. I don't know where he got that information from about having a couple of about them having a couple of bro- brothers through the middle. Um, whether he's chanced that on the website, I'm not sure. Mm. But um, but yeah, no, I've, I think. I've not done a lot of research myself later on, actually, or on, normally on a Friday night, but I know it's going to be a tough game, Dave, regardless, uh, and also not looking too ahead. If you look at the game after as well, and, and even, well, oh, yeah. um, a very tasty one. But, no, looking forward to Saturday. Um, nice to be back playing. Uh, we did get a training game in last Wednesday, um, which was a blowout, to be fair. It certainly was for me, uh, but it was nice to be back playing. Um, and, yeah, got some friends coming down in the car with me to watch with me and Wilson on Saturday, and looking forward to putting in a hopefully a strong performance yeah it's a shame we didn't get a, a league game in last Saturday wasn't it yeah it, it was really I was so looking forward to it and the thing is though really the weather we had that Friday night and Saturday morning um, I like Weybridge as well um, we seem to play okay over at Weybridge on a flat surface but it, I, I did have a feeling a gut feeling it was it was always going to be off and then mm. hence why I bumped into you down at St Blaise of Ash <laughs> in the afternoon mate yeah you mentioned that Steve obviously has been up, watched them, already sort of given out a little bit of information by signs of it. Will he go into it in any more detail or, you know, uh, and if so, when will he do that? You know, in the sort of pre-match talk? Yeah, I think he might put something on our group, potentially. He's always very good motivationally masses, to be fair. Um, and also the information up front is always is always very detailed. Um, I'm sure he, he would have spoke to Robert about them already and how we're going to shape up against them um, but yeah I think Saturday is about us but it's what we do Dave they've got a long travel down um, we are nowhere near far in yet but it's going to come I'm confident it's going to come it's great to have Robert back in amongst it um, and we know we've got a tight game on Saturday to, to get stuck into uh, and we need to start well we need to start well in any Vaz game and then take it from there Interesting you mentioned Robert there I, di- I didn't know he was back with Helston Yes, off, <laughs> off the record. Now all of Cornish football know. Yeah, that, well, put it this way: he um, he was at our, he was at our match on um, last Wednesday, anyway. Right. Okay. So we won't tell anyone. We'll keep that a secret. Um, yeah, please do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be getting a message from him tomorrow on Friday night. What have you gone and done? Oh, well, too late now. It's all on the recording. Yeah. I can't do much about yeah, it. But. Um, um, yeah, it's been a funny old season, though, isn't it, down at Helston? Well, for for us outsiders, we think it's been a funny old season, but you've only actually lost the one league game. We've only lost one league game. We felt like, even though we haven't, we felt like we've lost more because we've let games go. Um, chucked away silly goals, not concentrated for certain goals, um, and a lot of them have been draws. If Obviously, if those draws turned into wins, we'd be right up there. Um, we're not a million miles away. Um, but realistically, it's a, we need to concentrate on what we do. We need to get back to not as conceding as many goals and being a solid unit again, like what, like what we were last season, basically. And um, you mentioned last season. Now, earlier in, in today's podcast, I've actually got um, a good friend of yours. He's called Neil Slateford. He's on the programme. Um, who's, that, who's that again? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I asked him about last season and, and, you know, what your sort of 
opinion on it was, you know, whether you feel bitter or hard done by or, or what. You, you must feel really upset because, you know, things were going so well, weren't they? Yeah. I, I, the, the, say, pain as such is not we never won it, but we were confident we were going to go on that season to, to do well. Um, and, yeah, like you said, it was it was very frustrating and we felt hard done by at the time, but at the same time, it's life. You've got to get on with things and... Um, like you said, yeah, it's just a shame, really, that we did. We did. We couldn't. We couldn't. I, I think a lot of people are looking forward to the head-to-heads against Southampton, mm. two games against them, and they had to beat us twice to win the league if we didn't drop again. So it would have been. It would have been. It would have been good, but not meant to be, mate. Hence why we're going again this season. Yeah, I for one was certainly looking forward to the Sword Ash matches, and, and strangely enough, you haven't played them this season yet. I know. Um, I've got to play. I've got. To, well. He's broke my heart leaving me, but um, we're still the best of friends. But, um, yeah, eight and a half seasons, Neil, me and Neil have played together, um, and now we're going to be playing against each other. So, uh, and, and by the looks of things, marking each other as well. Well, <laughs> I'm not playing centre-half. So, um, yeah, it'd be a good one for you to watch, Dave, and, me, and, and for Rafa as well. We can, um, we can have a chat about that before and after, and uh, hopefully the house can get on top of that one for sure, because if not, I know Slate's... As what you do, and I won't live it down. Crikey, man. <laughs> uh, all right. We must finish it there with the question, the same question that I asked Neil, and yeah. the goal competition that you've got between each other. What, <laughs> what's going to happen about that one? Because at the moment, you've got a, well, resounding lead. Oh, How many have you scored? A dismal two, Dave. Well, that's twice as many as he has. <laughs> oh mate I know well I, I did score one in the trial match on Wednesday <laughs> no sorry we can't count that so and but Neil did the same as well so um, like I said hopefully on Saturday who's Sol Tash got on Saturday Dave uh, they're home to Penzance okay so he's got a good opportunity Saturday and I'm playing in the FA match so mm. yeah <clears throat> I do it, it'll be close this season um, I'd probably say he's the favourite, but if I've got to score less goals to help them finish above Saltash, then I'm willing to take that sacrifice. <laughs> I like it. That's a good way to win. Thanks very much, Brooks. All right, Dave. Take care, mate. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. I mean, Ollie mentioned, mate, you know, Simo and TC with Kevin Gold, mate. I mean, what what a defence that was, Deeks, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah we, but um, but yeah, I remember the young brokes, mate, running box to box and scoring in senior cup finals, mate, and and Lee clinching goals. You know what what a player, mate. You know I thought this lad is, mate, and I had the pleasure of playing a season with broke senior, mate, at Weybridge in '98, '99, Diggs. And yeah, what a guy to have in your dressing room, mate. Never a, never a dull moment, mate, with with brokes and nanny around, mate. So, and he was an underrated player as well. I thought, mate. Broke senior, but uh, but yeah, you know, top lad, isn't he, Brokes, mate? And and you know, still a great player, mate. You know, even though he's playing at the back, mate. You know, we sort of uh, worked with Perrin Films on that Vaz game, mate, at, at uh, Blazer a few weeks ago, mate. And even though he's at the back, Dicks, he's he's still spraying that ball over the park, and he with that with that left peg, mate. You know, absolute quality player. That ball over the top, mate, wasn't it for for Bucks uh, equaliser, Dicks? Oh yeah, come from yeah, Brokes. Yeah, you know. You know, does that, mate? Then he's effortless for him, mate, isn't he? So, still a great player, Deeks. You know, I like him in midfield, but, you know, I think if he wanted to 
carry on his career a bit, mate. He could move back, don't you? Effortlessly, I think, mate. Mm-hmm. Effortlessly. But but yeah, great bloke to have around, mate, you know, in in your in your side, in your club and, and a great player, I think. So and we're still waiting for that Alston Salt Ash match, mate, and <laughs> me. <laughs> Will, it ever happen? Happen? Will it yeah. ever happen? Will it ever happen? I know. It makes you, it's like two heavyweight boxers, Dick, isn't it? You, <laughs> it's like Fury AJ, isn't it, mate? Joshua, just for that fight you just want to see, isn't it? You've been waiting for for ages and it never quite happens, mate. But think, hopefully we'll get to see it. Well, hopefully we'll I was going to say, they're, they're late in the season, aren't they? Eight yeah. back to back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. They'll be uh, title deciders, mate, hopefully, Dick, won't they, if we... If we see the season out, mate, hopefully. Yeah. No, That'll be big news. It's going to be actually interesting. I know we've already touched on Theram and, and Helston in the Vaz on, on Saturday in earlier um, chat, but um, that's going to be tough anyway. But I'm yeah. just looking at Helston's league fixtures you know, over the next few weeks just to see what sort of a run they've got. And they've yeah. actually not got a bad sequence of, of games coming up. Uh, if we look at it um, after Saturday, uh, they're back into league action the week after, hopefully. And uh, yeah. they're home to St. Dennis. Yeah. And it's the Boxing Day game away to Port Levin. Um, yeah. Then they're home on the back holiday Monday. They're home to Penzance. Yeah. Senior Cup then against uh, Tour Point. And then mm. I would say their most difficult game over the next few weeks they're away to St. Blasey. Um, yeah. So they're not got... In fact, after that, they're, they're, they're home to Lanson, they're away to Godolphin. Of course. You, you know, they could pick up some points over these games, couldn't they? And then they might be back up where perhaps we're all sort of <clears throat> expecting them to be, sort of thing. So Yeah. Back in contention with that lot, I should think, Dick, isn't they? Yeah. If they slip yes. up on any of them, though, I think that's their well, habit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that as well, mate, to be honest. I just as you were saying it, Dick, I was just trying to work out and I I make I make it they'll get about sixteen points out of eighteen now, mate. Yeah. In that run. Yeah. I don't know what you think, mate, but but uh I fancy Elston for sixteen out of eighteen points mm. there, mate. So mm. but like you say, that'll get them right back in the mix, mate, wouldn't it, really? Yeah. Top sort of five or six, top five. I've already put my bet on for them to be in the top three, mate, and I? So, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they will. <laughs> hopefully they will pick up a few points, mate. <laughs> right. When are the top sides playing each other? Because we look at the fixtures, and <laughs> yeah. that doesn't seem to be the case. We're going to have a good uh, February onwards, hopefully. So, all these top yeah. sides playing. So Feels sorted it, mate, any for an exciting end to the season, <laughs> I think, isn't it? Well, that's okay, so, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, is there no? That's we've mentioned a, quite a few Peninsula games coming up on Saturday. Let's just make sure. Let's just very quickly run through the fixtures for everyone. Bob being home to Wendron, Callington take on St Blasey, Godolphin we've mentioned are home to St Dennis, Lanson, um, Dan Hart there of course, manager still waiting for his first game in charge. They're home to Sticker. And then St. Allstall have a tricky trip to Mosul. That's, you know, just the track up to the ground is tricky enough, isn't it? Without, <laughs> yeah, yeah. without actually the team on the pitch. And then um, and then Newquay home to Camelford. Port 11 play Dob Wars. 
And as we've already touched on, Salt Ash, a home to the bank, Magpies Penzance. So, uh, some yeah. games there of interest to uh, people. Let's hope they get a good support all around the place. And, well, fingers crossed for the weather, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Where are your sticks? I'm on duty for Peering Films this Saturday. Oh, um, sure. Unfortunately, yeah. I was see it fell foul of me because of Falmouth not playing last Saturday. Uh, yeah. I was going to watch. I was going to watch that game, and so I committed myself to Mark to do the yeah. the uh, Helston Fairham game this Saturday. Um, so yeah, I shall be at Callaway Park for Helston against Fairham. Could be a toughie. Um, yeah. Okay. And I'm going to have to make sure I've got layers of clothes on, waterproof clothes, because uh, every time I yeah. visit down there, the gantry, the, the covering that it used to have seems to disappear bit by bit, <laughs> week by week. So I Quirky. can't wait to see what it's like this Saturday. So <laughs> Mark's cameras don't get wet, mate. There's a few bolts there, aren't there? Oh, that's true. That's true. That's going to yeah, be interesting. Waterlogged camera. So, yeah, crikey. You have to get your golf... Uh, Get your golf um, wet on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's not yeah. easy when you're trying to hold paper as well or to, to no, make true. notes or whatever. But, but yeah, that's it for me. I'm at uh, Helston against Fairham in the FA Vars. What about yourself? Nice one. Um, looking a quick look at the fixtures, Dukes. I mean, I'm working Saturday night, but so I'll have to be up this way, mate. Um, don't know, mate. Bob Mimwendron, possibly, mate. Mm-hmm. He's looking favourite, I think, mate. I have been Bob Min. Well, I have, mate, actually. I've been once this season. But, yeah, I was going to say, I haven't been this season, but I have. It's hard to remember, isn't it? With all the lockdowns and all the peaks, isn't it? Yeah. All the, the seasons just gone into each other, haven't they? But, but yeah, yeah, I think Bob and Wendra might see what uh, see what Jack's boys, mate, can do against Gilby's lads, mm. I think, mate. Saturday. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's it. We're out of time. That's it, thanks. Yeah. Crikey, mate. No, the old we're... shows are flying by, mate. Number eighty nine, mate. Eighty nine. Eight, eighty nine, mate. Just, just eleven away from the big one hundred. We'll, <laughs> we'll have to have a debate beforehand as to how to celebrate that. But uh, yeah, yeah, we will, mate. Any ideas, mate? We'd appreciate it, wouldn't we, mate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, I'll, I'll get Rachel to do a cake, mate, with a with hundred. <laughs> I have to come up for tea that one, oh, mate. Right. Do it live. Do it live. Do it live. <laughs> <laughs> you mean we'll actually see each other instead of yeah, over the phone? <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah. Right. yeah. Enjoy Spurs, Dicks. Enjoy Spurs, mate. Oh, yeah. You've got to win, mate. I mean, you've got to win to win the group, haven't you? To win the group, it's yeah. we're, we're into the next round, so uh, yeah, already through, mate. Ain't you? Yeah, of course. It's only yeah. you know, it's only Europa Cup, so uh, you know, we got. The dregs coming in for the next round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> Actually, mate, I want to disappoint you, really. I don't think United's good enough to win the Champions League anyway this year, mate. I think, I think the Europa League, mate, will have a chance of a better run in it, I think, mate, than we would have in the Champions League. It makes so. me laugh, though, that every yeah. time United go behind, how quickly yeah. a tweet comes up, Ollie's got to go. I know, mate. It's ridiculous, Dicks, isn't it? It's ridiculous. You know, we beat Leipzig 5-1 at home. Uh, Old Trafford, <laughs> probably the best we played in the season. And then, yeah, as soon as that goal went in, first couple of minutes, mate, you just know it's going <laughs> to pop up, don't you, mate? Mm. Poor old Ollie. 
spoiled Oli, mate. But uh, yeah, now nah, I think United mate got a long way to go, really, mate, in a minute. So you know, Spurs, mate, top Good. of the league. What do you reckon, mate? Champions, mate? I don't know. What do you think, mate? <laughs> you wouldn't put it past Mourinho, Diggs, would you? Well, let's, wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I, I tell you what, if they beat Liverpool, um, when's that? that that's is that yeah. Saturday after next? Yeah, it if is, they, isn't it? Saturday. Week, if, they, uh, yeah. if they were to beat Liverpool, then I think that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, though, mate, you look back, I mean, you beat City, mate, didn't you? Three with Chelsea, and then you beat Arsenal. So, really, yeah, mate, yeah, you can't know. complain. Right. Nah, three top sides, and you sort of, you know, you're looking good, mate. I've got to be honest. Mm. Love to see Tottenham win the league, actually, think. Good luck to you, mate. Good luck to you. Yeah. Long nice way to, to go. See, you know. Long way to go. Yeah, yeah, it is, mate, isn't it? It is, mate. Yeah. I mean, if exactly. we were to ask Jake Ash, you know, are you going to win the league, Jake? Because you're top of the league at the moment. You're, you know, you're yeah. storming it. Would he say yes? Nah, exactly, mate. Uh, Ash is a modest chap as well, isn't he, Dick? So he probably wouldn't say yes in May, mate, would he? I was going to say, he wouldn't but say yes until mathematically until no yeah. one could catch them. But uh, no, that's exactly, semi-manager, though, isn't it? They, they, yeah. They'd probably yeah. All, all say the same. So uh, Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, everyone wants uh, that top spot, Dick, don't they? So, yeah, yeah it's not, not until it's mathematically, you know, you've got the cup in your hands, mate. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Even Liverpool, mate, wouldn't it, you know? Dominated it by yeah. what 25, 30 points, isn't it? But until you've actually got over the line, mate, you, you can't you can't afford to take the foot off the pedal, mate, can no. you? That's right. But, but so uh, yeah, nice to speak to you again, thanks. Yep. And you, and it's off now to put this yeah. thing together. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Thanks for all your hard work, mate. <laughs> Give me the easy bit every week, just talking about football, mate. Yeah. And don't forget. Thanks, don't forget number four. <laughs> Unbelievable, mate. Nuki as well, mate. I'm, I'm going to get a bit of stick for that, I reckon. <laughs> Forget one of the old teams. Right. right. But, uh, yeah, good luck to all the teams in the Vastics and um, enjoy Elston Fair, mate, and, and have a good weekend, everyone. Stay yeah, safe. And everyone stay safe, stay alert, and uh, be yeah, sensible. Yeah. Yes, mate, definitely. And that goes for you as well. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I'll try. Don't, <laughs> Cheers, don't, par- don't close in any old <laughs> ladies trying to get their car out the car parks. <laughs> I might be all right. I'll bomb me, mate, might not. <laughs> A bit more room up there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Cheerio. Cheers, thanks. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Cornish Walker Podcast.